Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Voltron Legendary Defender, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Delaney Stovall. Hey, y'all. Andy Potter. Hello. And Alex Bonilla. Hola. We are here to talk all of Voltron Legendary Defender Season 7. That's right, the entirety of Season 7, which just dropped on Netflix yesterday. Um, normally, we segment the coverage in by episode by episode, and we don't watch ahead, but we wanted to get full season, uh, including finale coverage out as fast as possible, so we are going to be doing two podcasts just on the season as a whole. So go binge it, and then come back. Listen to this. We're going to be getting right away into spoilers for all 13 episodes of Season 7 of Voltron Legendary Defender. Find us at OverlyAnimated.com or search for Voltron on iTunes or uh, OverlyAnimated.com slash YouTube. You can subscribe there as well to not miss our Voltron coverage. We talked about Voltron every season it's been on since Season 1. And uh, here we are as the show is starting to come to a close, but we have the Season 7 to get into. Um, big spoiler warning, of course, for all of Season 7. Also, I'm going to say that there's probably going to be some yelling here. So a lot of yelling. I'm going to give Are kind of the, sure? kind of the Ruby-ish uh, disclaimer at the beginning <laughs> where there's going to be some angry yelling. If you don't want to hear angry yelling about Voltron, maybe it's your favorite show. You just want happy discussion. There's going to be a lot of that, but we're also going to be angry about some things, or at least I am. I don't know what these people are going to say yet. I'm going to be angry. So I'm very angry about a few things and there's going to be some yelling, but you know, it's okay. We, we like the show. Okay. Anyway. Um, also, you know, progressive discussion about queer representation and stuff. You can't handle that. You know, don't you get out rather than leave comments. What I, I, I don't care. Okay, let's let's get into uh, this. Uh, so we have this entire season. Now we're getting to spoilers right away again. Last chance to get out. And, uh, you know, this is 13 episodes. I don't expect m- many specifics. But Delaney, uh, overall thoughts on season seven of Ultron. So I did also binge season six because Delaney was woefully behind. And so unfortunately, watching season six and then season seven made me not like season seven that much because season six was really good. Uh, Not to say season seven was awful. I I did enjoy it. It's just when you get to episode three, uh, episode four, and it's uh, family feud, but like bad. (laughs) Intentionally bad. It kind of just like goes downhill from there. Also, it's kind of like, so you read Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, and the first half of that book is the camping trip that no one cares about. And that's kind of what the first half of this season is, is us being an alliance in space. And we keep doing this thing where it's like, oh no, the lions aren't working. Oh no, we're outside of the lions. (gasps) By the power of friendship, as my girlfriend keeps telling me, we will connect to our lions and repower them, and then we will form Voltron, which, like, I understand this is a show for seven-year-olds and that we do that every season, but we did it, like, every other episode this season, and it was getting on my nerves. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, we need to call our lions. Yeah, that happens several yeah. times. Yeah, and it, to be fair, it was really freaking cool when they were piling the lions and they were on the ship and Pidge is like, we're on that ship, please don't blow us up. But other than that, I was getting really tired of this deep connection to the lions we need to have. And I think the greatest strength of the show is our characters, shockingly, in the beginning of the series, this was not the case. But now we're like, I'm doing really great character moments. We're having really good connection between characters. And now we we keep falling into this trap of we're fighting the Galra. We've been fighting the Galra forever. 
and we keep defeating people in the Galar the same way in giant mech battles, which, again, I understand this is Voltron. This is why we're here. We're watching giant mech battles. But, like, it just plays out the same way every single time. And how many times do we have to build another freaking Voltron? Like, really? When the Atlas started turning into another robot, I was like, we have to leave. Like, I was like, looked at my girlfriend. I was like, didn't we just do this? Like, why do we have to do this again? So, I guess right now, we're in season seven, which is, like, in reality, really, like, season four or five and it's just we're kind of i feel like we're like granted the show is gorgeous and what we watched was gorgeous there are some incredible shots of animation this season like i mean there's just the storm that keeps trying to kill them is pretty and like we keep seeing these these incredible shots of them with their bayards and like shoving their bayards into the like the bayard port and like all that that animation yeah (laughs) it's so great it does happen a lot and it's really great but then we also, and like we've had really great character moments and incredible like storytelling and building. And, but then we get to like the climaxes of these episodes and we're just fighting Galra ships. We kill something. And and we make comments about it even. Like Alora was like, we just did all this crap. Why are we still fighting? <laughs> and it's like, I don't appreciate this comment when we're still fighting all this stuff. And I understand they're setting up for the next season, but dear God, can we have 10 minutes of break? But I really did like the season. I think the tail end of the season is stronger than the front half of the season. Granted, the tail end of the season is really where we get more of the repetitive fighting. Like, more of, like, we're just going to keep fighting the Gallrum and keep doing this back and forth over and over. But, there was, you know, we did, we did some really interesting things that I'm kind of, like... You know, we already had the Voltron Alliance and we had all this. But to fi- actually be on the ground fighting this war of attrition was really interesting and fun to watch. Uh... We got some really interesting... So, that's the other thing. All of the shows we cover is doing the whole Game of Thrones. Like, let's introduce, like, 9 million characters no one cares about. And I'm not a fan of Voltron introducing a character I'm supposed to hate because they bully Keith. And then at the end, they're like, oh, he's good. We can like him. And I'm like, no, I hate Griffin. He sucks. I'm not going to like <laughs> Griffin. Him. Okay. I don't like him. And But then, to be fair... But then, like, the character... Like, they had weird names. I didn't really understand what they were doing with them. It was yeah, cool that they okay. were pilots. We'll get into all the new pilots. For the record, yeah. Veronica's awesome. Yeah, okay, we'll, we'll get into this. I didn't think you'd bring Griffin up in your initial thoughts, but okay. So Delaney liked the Earth stuff better and is... I figured uh, her waiting on me to start, like, yelling about the gay, which I'll do yeah, that Yeah, we'll get that later, yeah. Um, so you liked Earth stuff uh, better and uh, a little bit tap it on the so season I did. Well. I really did like the flashbacks with Keith and Shiro, like, getting that those moments, like... The, the side stuff that was going on was really annoying, but the flashbacks and stuff we've been doing have been really good, and also Corellia is my favorite. Okay. Uh, we'll maybe talk about Corellia for like five seconds. For but two minutes, okay. but I want everyone yeah. to know that I love her. Okay, good. Uh, I'm in agreement there. Corellia is great. Uh, More okay. Corellia, please. Okay, okay. Um, Andy, what say you about Season 7 of Ultron? I'm a, of a little bit different opinion on like which episodes I liked more of this season than Delaney. I thought the front half the first six episodes were a lot more fun than the back episode fours in there what are you talking about (laughs) okay i'm not doing it for for some context andy loves the nonsense episodes i do no i loved the voltron show of course i loved the dnd episode okay the dnd episode was great it was dnd episode's my favorite episode of the entire show but that's besides pretty good um the feud is fun and but the thing is, I like the first six episodes more than the back seven because of that problem you were talking about, Delaney, of all the characters coming in. I really was not feeling the episode seven and eight. I forget the 
the, the two part special where there's almost nobody, none of the paladins. It's oh, are you talking stand? about uh, the, the last when, stand, yeah, the last aka stand. the same name as the finale of Legend of Korra? So, yeah. yeah, it's just so boring, aka beginnings one and beginnings two. <laughs> yeah, that's the actual comparison to Korra, yeah, yeah. beginnings. But it's just really boring. I just don't care about any of them. Like, I know one of them is Matt's dad and one of them is Matt's mom. But other than that, I just do not care about any of the characters that we're, ta- that we're seeing. I don't care about the new, the new generation of Voltron, because that's clearly what they're being set up for. for. Oh, so they're not the new generation? They all went to school together. I know. I know. It's, they're acting like all the paladins are older than everybody else, but the paladins are younger than... Almost- Except Keith. Keith is, yeah. like, really old now. Yeah. Yeah, really old. Like, 17. Uh, so I, I enjoyed some of the fights in the back seven. I, but that was really all I really saw is really fun in the back seven. The front six had a lot more interaction between the paladins, which is honestly what I come here for now. Cause the paladins have really great rapport. They've had two production seasons to really get these characters to have really great interactions with each other. It was really fun watching them. Um, they did stumble a little bit with the usual Voltron thing of the A plot's interesting, like in the first episode of the season, but the B plot's just a little too silly. Like, I think that the shrinking subplot is funny. It just doesn't fit in with what's going on that episode. And that's just a common thing they fall into in this show. Uh, but I also would like to say this episode's amazing because it's the one with the most Kaltenecker for some okay, reason. <laughs> Dylan, I'm actually going to say I don't know why they brought up Kaltenecker so much. They didn't need to. It was a lot this season. It was a lot. I think it was actually – I think Kaltenecker was in maybe seven of the episodes, at least in name. It was there, really- there are a few shots of him, too, on the uh, when the, the ships were stashed on a Jupiter moon. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah it, Kaltenecker appears in a season finale. Aren't you proud? No, I'm not. Well, okay, anyway, Andy, yes, overall, though. Yeah, overall, I, I think I liked it. It's just I really wish the last stand – didn't exist. I don't think we would have lost anything from the season if those two episodes were just non-existent. Interesting. I, I, they didn't teach me anything. I didn't learn anything I couldn't have learned from like a minute or two of exposition during a different episode. Are, they you, didn't, are you frequently taught things by Voltron as an educational show? <laughs> what do you learn? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, maybe we'll maybe say it's some different takes on, on that. Well, but, I yeah. learned what a white hole is. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure that's a I mean, oh. Who knows what's a thing and what's not a thing? With the, sorry, with the sorry. Show. One last thing, Dylan. Yes. They did the most stupid thing physics-wise this season. Okay, and that, that? that Shiro and Sendak had a fight on a ship falling through the atmosphere with no helmets on and almost no suit. Oh, and my girlfriend is yelling about that the entire time that was going on. I was like, he's a clone. He's not real. He probably doesn't need to breathe. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Also, er- earlier in the season, Crowley is fighting some Galar person on top of a lion while the lion is flying through a cave. How are they? Hang- how are they standing on the ship while they're doing these fights? Physics doesn't matter. It just doesn't. But at least that one made like fight scene sense. This one just doesn't make sense in any way. Yeah. Okay, rule of cool. But yeah, anyway. yeah. Okay, so uh, Alex, what, you you on Voltron uh, season seven? Where are you here? Uh, I'm in a similar place to Andy. I think that also uh, I appreciate the character interactions, and I think the first half of the season had more of that than the second half. So I, I appreciate the first half of the season more. And when I think back on uh, after watching this entire season, the stuff I remember is the the, the little stuff like the Keith Shiro interaction from the flashback. Uh, there's the, that. Uh, 
a great scene of uh, Hunk having a conversation with Keith uh, right, right after they uh, everyone met their families and Hunk hasn't found his and he's all all flustered about it. I really love that that scene. Pro- pro- probably the one that stick, stuck out the most of that whole Earth stuff. Um, like uh, there there's some like Lance Page stuff in the in the first half that is also kind of okay. So just like all in all, I, I like those little scenes between the paladins. The, the story itself is not compelling enough. I think that once we were coming off of Lotor, right? Lotor was the villain that we had fallen in love with. And he got a climax. So it was maybe some of us agree with it, some don't. But, like, it was a climax for sure. So, like, going back to Sendak, who's, like, just classic Galra, like, uh, got, got straight, straight ahead. I have one mission. Do that mission. So it, it's, much, it's a much more boring villain to deal with. And you're trying to add in all this Earth stuff to, like, spice it up. Like, oh, okay, it's our planet that's being attacked. But as we've dealt with other science fiction shows, if we barely spend time on Earth, then why do we care about Earth? Just because the the characters are from Earth, that's not usually enough. And they try to get around that by dedicating those last stand episodes to like what what's been going on on earth while the paladins are have, have been gone so they, they try to do that but it just it doesn't totally work because uh, all we have to really hang on to is a, a pidge's dad and and his family and we also like tie in lance's sister in the middle of there too but otherwise they're all new characters so it's it, you're, you're you're being thrown a lot of stuff to, to accept it very quickly in order to buy into the storyline and, and just watching the Earth scenes themselves, it kind of felt like I was watching some some young adults movie, like in, in Insurgent or something like that. Or like it just felt a totally different tone than the show I'm usually watching, where they're walking through abandoned city ruins here. So, uh, season seven is—I I don't want to say it's a bad season, but I don't want to give it the the courtesy of calling it fine either. <laughs> It's uh, it's like be- below average for a season of television, just because like there's not really a full episode I can say like okay I'm gonna I'll rewatch that and I'll have fun the entire way through, but like there are little bits and pieces I was able to pick up. They're like oh, okay yeah I like Voltron. This is why I like Voltron, but th- not nothing that really jumps out at you as like a, a, a top tier episode of the show. Yeah. Okay. I like that you cited Insurgent, which is the second book in the Divergent series. Um, so yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, they all end in agents. So. Did you just see the second one? Is the movie is that and not the first one? Is that why you remembered the first? Uh, the I, I don't. Insurgent sounds like a young adult book, right? That doesn't uh, that insur- sound like a post-apocalypse well, thing? the only book that matters, so the other two suck. Okay. Hot takes. Uh, okay. Th- th- I, thanks for the. At context. some point, I probably had a hot take on that, but I, I don't know whether I agree or disagree. Okay. Um, this is season seven of Ultron is a huge step back from the previous uh, few seasons of the show, and uh, yeah, it's hard to not think that it might be because Lotor doesn't exist anymore. Um, you know, seasons three to six, which are really just the second batch of twenty-six episodes was um by far like more interesting and Lotor was like it completely like spaced throughout it but we also don't get Hagar here who's the second most interesting character in the show like those are the one and two and uh just neither exist in in these 13 episodes and uh, I I'm on the side where the earth episodes are be- are better or more interesting at least um I was really bored for the first six episodes um just nothing there's no like driving action for the first six um, they're literally just floating in space yeah. and they're like let's wait for something to happen like no let's not do that yeah like, so i did the ruins was good 
Like, yeah, yeah, Ruins is one of my favorite episodes of the season. Maybe my favorite. Um, if you want to say The Journey Within is like the best episode of the season, I think that's fine. Like, it's really well constructed, but I'm just not interested in them floating and like them going space crazy. Um, and something clicked to me. I have a blazing hot take about the season, which I'm about to get to. Something clicked to me, which is that I don't care about these characters. Opposite of what you all said. I really wow. don't care about any of them. And wow. you know why? It's because ep- seven and eight, the last stand parts one and two, were by far the most interesting episodes episodes of the season for me. I was so much more interested in the shenanigans of Pidge's dad, who I don't even care. I didn't remember his name as I was watching. I don't care about him. But this Earth backstory, like, this was compelling. Uh, The characters, not compelling, at least in my view. Um, So that's my biggest hot take. Last Stand Parts 1 and 2. I don't know if I'm going to claim they're the best episodes of the season. I think that uh, The Ruins is better, but they're they're the most compelling episodes for me because I think this uh, backstory, even though it was very stupid, there's a scene where uh, I think Sam is his name, uh, is like literally like uh, tell- catching the 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 Earth uh, leaders up on, wh- on what's happening in space the past uh, 10,000 years. And the Earth didn't even know aliens existed. <laughs> right like i was like how are we this far it's so dumb and at one point he's like there are five mechanical lions and they form (laughs) to combine like and like he's calling it the super weapon i'm like it's a giant fighting robot the bigger part is that no one in the room really questions it they're all like whoa they're all like okay okay (laughs) my favorite is when he looks the other guy in the eye and he's like have you traveled faster than the speed of light have you seen (laughs) Nailing, <laughs> like it's so i'm like dear god and i was waiting for the guy to like whimper and be like no <laughs> yeah it, that was that was maybe the stupidest thing i've ever seen but i loved it <laughs> like that's the thing i really like these two episodes and i don't mean to come across like i hate our main characters i just don't think they're as compelling as other things happening in the show like i think Lo- i would or- say this season i i would agree with that maybe yeah, I mean, but, at the very least, I think our villains have always been more compelling. I do think the the, the Earth like plot was more compelling than the specific struggles of what what what's happening with them. At least, at least for me, watching it. Um, and yes, yeah, and- this season we're not really struggling with the characters. Like they're all pretty like okay. And then other than like they keep doing the Allura Lance thing, and then of course they're sad about their families. And then but the only thing we really deal with there is Hunk. I actually you know, think this that w- the the only personal conflict is Hunk and the, of these paladins because otherwise there's not really any real be- and I guess Keith sort of, sort of at some point has yeah. some personal conflict but it, yeah. yeah like there, there's not much really that the characters individually are dealing with I'll t- I'll take this for Pidge though I'm Pidge's personal conflict usually results in Pidge being a lot less sympathetic so I'm fine with a uh, happy Pidge <laughs> this season yeah um well Pidge is good Pidge has her family so yeah that's literally that. all she cares about yeah so, she, so she's fine and she gets her brother back at the end which we'll talk about um and uh Sendak is the villain for as I'm the, the biggest Sendak stan uh probably in existence mostly because he's I, literally Zhao and yeah. like the only well <laughs> no he's not compelling like it's ironic love but um I I love uh standing characters who are nothing so this it, is that has a reason to stand <laughs> yeah for. Uh, this is why dylan stands the last stand because it's they're nothing too no they're those are filled with plot uh zhao is very compelling sendak is, sendak is not uh compelling so h- having him be the face of the villain this is villains this season is baffling um and I, I i get that we're building to hagar being the final boss in the last 13 episodes but it's such uh at least in the context of this season it feels like such a mistake like uh there's just nothing compelling about that side um well every i always forget about sindak i'm like oh crap it's sindak like yeah it's like i don't care about him at all 
Yeah, well, of course we don't care about him. Other than that, he's a mouse, so then that's cool. Um, Is it ever explained why he looks like a mouse? No, like, don't. So we, we've had this discussion. Don't. We're not getting back into why the Galra look different. It's not. It's not worth it. And uh, of course, the big. I, I was. And by the way, in terms of finding the characters compelling, I was close to uh, finding Shiro very compelling because we're doing the thing. Where we're going to make Shiro gay, and we're going to tell that story. That's what we expected going JK. in. And then it was oh, nothing. Boy. And then it was nothing. Uh. And then we fr- and we fridged his boyfriend. And then there's nothing there. So. That's, uh, leaves a bad taste in your mouth as you're watching the season. We're going to rant about that. And then we haven't even gotten to the finale, Lion's Pride Part 2, which I think is the most ridiculous episode of television I've ever watched in my entire life. It is the stupidest thing. <laughs> and I've said this before about Miraculous Ladybug, which is a very stupid show, and I love it. Stupid doesn't mean bad. It just means it's ridiculous. I think Lion's Pride Part 2 is bad ridiculous. Like, it's a gorgeous thing, but nothing happening has any explanation. And it's all just very, very dumb and kind of an insult to the audience's intelligence. And that's the episode more than any of the previous 50 episodes of Ultra Armor. I'm like, okay, we're watching a show for kids. Like, No, we were watching this episode, and my girlfriend, like, we're in the middle, like, it's almost at the end. She's like, am I going to get the emotional, uh, what, the emotional, like, response that i want am i gonna get the emotional like like catharsis that i need right now no and we're watching the robots fight she's like because it's pops down and she's like why are we gonna get an answer and i'm like no yeah it was it's just it's just robots fighting and we've obviously had this before but this is the stupidest robots fighting we've ever had the the moments of the atlas turning into the giant (laughs) robot is one of the stupidest things I've ever seen in my How, life. Was the sequence even longer than, like, the Voltron sequence? Like, can we not also? That is the thickest robot ever. <laughs> That's not the problem. <laughs> How did they accidentally make a robot that can transform? That isn't possible. Shiro, he connected to the ship. Because didn't you know Shiro is, like, this super mega clone who not and- only is connected to the Black Lion, but apparently the Altaian Castle of Lions crystal. Yeah, see, they used Altaian technology, and apparently all Altaian technology can turn into robots if you believe yeah, hard well, enough. We, could, yeah, yeah, that's we, true. we can we can dig more into it. I don't there, even think you have to believe. I think it just does it. <laughs> the, 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 the Atlas was powered by that crystal from the end of last season. Um, it's it was honestly just uh, bafflingly stupid. Um, and I, I felt stupid watching it. I don't know. I am mean, usually not this mean about this. Well, show, I was but watching was, it. I'm like, at least it's not a Robies question mark, but I'd like, it's basically a Robies. Well, the other thing is a Robies that came down, probably. Um, but, but Dylan, this... did you you like the second half better? You're like talking all this bad stuff about the second oh, half. Oh, yeah. Well, it's because I, I, I basically just have nothing to say about the first six because it was just boring. The second half is enraging, but it also has compelling elements to it. Um, and there are things I liked about this. Like, I think the Earth plot in general is very interesting. And I liked, uh, it was just, it was, it's kind of very striking seeing all the Galran technology on Earth. These shots of like, it's like Japan, but there's a thing on it. <laughs> like, whoa. Yeah, no, cool. it was really, like, especially because like when we get these like alien movies, we don't get that. Like a lot of times we never get to the alien occupation part. So this is really neat, I thought. I, yeah, I, I think it's, 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 I think it was worth doing the stuff on Earth, even if it feels just kind of very inconsequential compared to the Galrin politics of last season, which was not as compelling, but felt so much bigger. Like this determines the fate of the entire universe. This is just we're battling the stupid mouse on this one planet. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, I mean, Lion's Pride Part 2, I just, I'm so angry at this episode. It's just, it's so stupid. The, that being said, the last two minutes are very good. Um, I wish the, uh, whole season was about the last two minutes because that was way more compelling than anything else that happened this season. Um, last two minutes just the montage yeah the aliens yeah. coming to earth helping rebuild earth earth connecting with the entire universe having a portal open up the sky having aliens come down us meeting yeah. the resistance like why didn't we spend time with that why are we montaging through that that's actually interesting <laughs> wait okay. can i ask a question really quick 
like yes. not the, the about this montage. Who's are are the paladins still flying alliance or is somebody else? Because I'm unclear. Oh, this whole time I was like, they did not die. Don't toy with me like this. Like solid three minutes. I'm like, you are playing with me and I don't appreciate it. And then I'm like, for like thirty seconds, I'm like, they're dead. And I'm like, no, they're not. They're not dead. Don't toy with me. Yeah. Like rude, unacceptable. Yeah. Look, it's, the, it's the season allowed. established that they're controlling those lines from their hospital beds. Okay? Oh. <laughs> they're not wearing their like they're just like wearing like random clothes and doing I, it. I believe the intent of that montage was it takes place over the course of like half a year, so they get better and then they control the lions. Maybe, um, maybe. Let's talk about this finale since we're there. Um, Lions Pride Part Two. Is anyone more positive on it than me? No. Why would anyone uh, be more positive? It's a giant robot. Why are we doing this for the like nine million? I mean, time? okay. A counterpoint is. This is a show about giant robots fighting, so of course the the finale should be yeah. about giant robots fighting. Have we not fought enough giant robots though? <laughs> like how many giant? The entire first season was Monster of the Week, and it was a giant robot every week. Look, that's, it, what that's, what matters is who's controlling the robot, who's in the robot. But the problem is we're doing this whole fight, and we never get like reaction from the other robot because we there's nobody in the robot. It's like a drone thing. And then at the very end, like okay, it's an unconscious Altain. Great. We're like if you're just battling a machine, there's no emotional impact to the fight. Whereas the Lodor anti Voltron, not only is that robot cool, but also the person inside it is a person we have a connection to. So that makes the fight all the more better. Yes. I, 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 here's the big. So let's compare this to the. Also, last, the thing is, we okay. kept stabbing Voltron, and I would gasp, but then it didn't really do anything. <laughs> I was like, and I'm like, can we like maybe not do this double sword like in Voltron's chest and it not hurt somebody? Like, not that I want the Voltrons, the the Paladins to get hurt, but like, no, they're fine. It's fine. You like one time he gets stabbed and Pidge gasped, and I was like, oh my god! And Pidge was like, oh my rope, the, the lions hurt, and I'm like, I'm upset. Yeah, we, we can't we can't touch Pidge. This has been established. One, um, yeah, don't hurt Pidge, duh. Yeah. But like, yeah, let's compare I, this. To, let's compare this to these uh, Lotor fight from last season because we loved that robot fight actually on the podcast oh, it was so at least. Good. Yeah, um, d- yeah, the d- dark uh, dark Voltron, Negatron versus Voltron. Um, and I would say that uh, I think it's a better like fight sequence, but I also think this fight sequence versus Anonymous. By the way, I thought I interpreted this uh, robot slash. Robeast, which I think it's supposed to be a robeast as female. Like I think it's kind of female coded. This robeast, yes or no? I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't and, thinking while watching it, but when you said it, I, I, I agree. Yeah, I mean it's pink. I think it kind of has a female figure a little bit. Yeah, I mean it's a robot. Uh, it's yeah. I mean it's, it's not as thick as the Atlas, but yeah. <laughs> does, does thickness correlate with gender? Is that a thing? Is the Atlas female coded? I think the Atlas might be female coded. You see those hips on the Atlas. <laughs> The Atlas was so big, and it doesn't do anything. Okay, we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. Um, but yeah, this this fight against this this robeast is uh, I I think it's really well choreographed at times. We got some incredible shots. There's this one part that goes in slow mo. There's all these like it, it's really like uniquely... but they pull all those tricks in the loader fight too. Right. Well, that's that's one of the problems is we've well, seen it's like it it's cool and like I, that's the thing. Voltron's so pretty. Like they could have like lance's cow poop and i'm sure it would look awesome and wow, like did you not say his name i could it's bessie was it bessie what's its name it's bessie, it's bessie. <laughs> yeah. don't worry about it anyway um, and so uh, i'm watching it's like it's great everything like the fight's gorgeous all the fights are gorgeous but it's like why are we doing it yeah uh 
that that's I think so. I think this fight is well choreographed. I, I don't think it's as good of a fight sequence as the Lotor one, but it's still. Well, I don't think that, that one was te- Lotor was teleporting every thirty seconds. So we also had a teleport was the fight. I think I, I don't think that's the problem. Is that it was badly choreographed. I think I the think, problem is that we don't see Lotor at the other side, and we don't care. We don't know or care about who we're fighting here. Like, and like the mystery doesn't work well, especially since like. Like, I understand what they're going for. We're trying to set up the next season, and, like, that'd be cool if we had maybe had at least five minutes of breathing room between defeating Sindak and fighting. But no, we Sindak's dead, and we're like, yay! And there's a comet, and we're like, what the heck is going on? No, you can't do that. That it's, It doesn't work. Like, a myst- like it would have been cool to have a fight with some mystery behind it if it didn't happen, like, at this exact moment where we're like, can we just take a nap? So, there's a lot, yeah. That this is another big problem. It happens immediately after uh, the actual climax of the season. Like, which is- if they had put this at the end, like, let's say we rebuild Earth and like we do all this stuff, and they're like, "We're chilling, hanging out," and we're like, "What's that?" That would have been that would have been okay. But no, we did it right after. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it it happens immediately after. It's called part two of this two parts, which don't connect other than that they happen right after another. But the big, yeah, the biggest problem is it just, it's not a climax to the season. It's completely independent. This thing that comes down has nothing to do with anything. Uh, maybe it does and we'll learn that it does. But yeah, it's just baffling to me that we would have this, our, our climactic robot fight of the season. And granted, they think of them as 26 episodes, not, so this is the mid-season finale. Um, it, it, that we'd have our climactic fight against, uh, against an anonymous robot, and we never clarify it. Like, that's the biggest weak Also, of the is the Komar the one they fought on Balmera? They, they, that's what they said. It's, oh. it's drain, it's draining it. Like the Komar. I don't I remember the, the Komar! What's the Komar? That this didn't we cover this territory in the feud? We don't remember things. That's what we're lampshading in that episode. Yeah, like I was like, I don't know. We don't have people we meet. We're lucky I remember that Hunk has a Balmerian girlfriend, okay? Like, yeah, I don't well, she can't know. forget about Shay. Shay is uh, iconic, but Well Shay um, is iconic. But like, I don't know. And they're like and then they kept name dropping Balmerian. It's like that's the only planet I remember its name. Yeah, that's the well, that's the most relevant planet because that's where all of their power sources come from. Apparently, they said Komar like three times though, and like I, I honestly don't remember it. It's like if you say it louder, I'm still not going to understand yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, it, 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 this uh, Lion's Pride Part Two. If you look at the actual words, it's one of those finales where if you look at the dialogue that's being said, there's nothing remotely interesting about the words that are appearing. Um, but this is kind of just how finales are written. They let the the action show for it. You know, it's 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 very underwritten on purpose, but. It, it, there needed to be anything, any sort of plot driving what's happening here, because Voltron's just fighting some random thing. And I, I thought the the female Robeast was awesome. I liked that she was absorbing the quintessence from them. I liked that she's firing my lasers from her like chest, and uh, that was cool. But uh, it, it, I needed to know that Hagar was behind this. Like, and I the lasers to... had the great yeah. sound. Yeah, that yeah. Lasers Va- Va- Vatu type sound. Yeah. Um, I ne- I needed to see Hagar controlling this robot because it's definitely Hagar. So why couldn't we just see her doing it? That would have helped I, this episode a lot. I think this episode just would have been helped if they had just aired it with the next season. Like, I think the season would be fine if they just ended it with, like, that thing coming towards Earth. And they're like, oh, no. And then the season just ends. Because yeah, I didn't I, need this. Yeah, I get that. But also, it's called Lion's Pride Part 2. It's meant but to be. It's meant to be. 
Well, okay, yeah, but I, the, something different. Point being, it's, this isn't Netflix. This isn't Netflix. It's the writers because it's oh, called Lions Pride Party. Because yeah. also, let's note they t- they tag along the reconstruction of Earth to this part, not to part one. Oh, yeah, this so, this is, they could just made that its own episode. Yeah, this they is clearly be- supposed to be the mid season finale. Like they, yeah. they have the, it's the climax, and then they have the uh, falling action at the end with them. Yeah, it's 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 it's. But what I, it's I think it's a, I, this is a writing complaint, not a production. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I, this this episode just had nothing like on the page, um, and I get the temptation to do that in your your giant uh, robots fighting show, and we've done this in previous finales, and it's worked better. But uh, I, I really, I really just didn't find anything behind the robies. Uh, did also, other people? We have like this was just the moment that I didn't think we would ever have a worse of you know, Dylan's favorite thing ever, a Deus Ex Machina of worse than like. Aang being like, I can spirit bend, and now here we are. The giant ship they just built ten minutes ago <laughs> turns into a robot, and I was like, I need to leave right now. It's a yeah. literal machina. Yeah, literally. <laughs> okay, and I, don't I, know if that's, I, I don't know if that's that word. Me, oh, I guess it means that. <laughs> the, the biggest thing for me was that it came down to the planet. I'm like, it's enormous. Like I didn't. I know it's so big. Why? It was there's this incredible shot. They like scaled it so well of it like yeah. punching down. Yeah. Um and and like they like look up at it. Like I was noticing the storyboarding sequence because it's so incredibly well done. Like Lance reacts to it. It's like, is that the Alice? And like it's so careful to like tilt the shot, like we're looking. I, I loved how it was executed. It's just the stupidest <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my life. Why the f- is this giant is this giant robot coming from the ship? There was no explanation and it was felt it was, it was, it was this huge insult to the audience's intelligence watching it. Like but by by the way, did this Atlas actually do anything in the fight in the end? No. No, it, it didn't, right? No. He stood there was like I'm big. <laughs> yeah, so like what 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 even awesome. is the point? Jesus, why do we have to have this giant freaking robot? It was supposed to be distracting the lady. It was trying to distract well, it. With no, it's something. It's like, oh no, Voltron's dead. Let's make a bigger robot. <laughs> like, why? Why? Yeah. Okay, I don't. I don't. Know. There's only so many ways I can say this is stupid. But oh, what um, one small positive I would like to pull out when they drag the Robeast up into the sky because it, it has a self destruct or whatever, and like Keith is like, it's been an honor to fly with you all. I, I got a little, a little tug out of that even though i know that they're not gonna die but still like the the, the shot of him being the leader and like uh, well uh, we're gonna die together it's been an honor like it was nice i, I just, I just want to give get one little piece. okay i also, I also, hated, I also that, hated that sequence where they- <laughs> <laughs> well, i liked it because like it's a cool thing to do but yes at the same time i was like they're not gonna die yeah so, so the, i the don't pro- care the problem is it's like okay we defeat this thing oh it's self-destructing immediately we got to take it to the sky yeah. like ah uh, stop I don't care. Stop. Like, why are we, why are we just continuing to do stupid things? And they're like, the blast radius will engulf half the earth. This is so stupid. Stupid. Uh, okay. I think I'm the sorry. very beginning of the fight was actually pretty good when they, when they were still lions and they had, to, they had to use the Atlas to protect them so they could transform into Voltron, but then it immediately just stopped. And then it. they didn't show us the sequence. And I was like, yes. Yeah. They just well, came down and punched That's because part, part lines by part one begins with the transformation sequence but um i know i think the fight's good i think this, this is a gorgeously made constructed episode. and like the it's swords just... and she's like i'm spinning my swords you yeah, can't hit me that's, uh, that's cool i, I like it, it it's really there's a version of this episode which is great but it's just um not even close i think it's if they explain it for two minutes right before and that's fine just put some basis behind what's happening but there's no explanation or, or for anything it's not right happening. after we defeat syndak yeah that too that was i think that was the better 
sequ- uh, like that ends up being the better fight sequence of the season is Shiro versus yeah. Sendak. Oh, it's just, so good. It's because there's emotion behind it, and like there's like Sendak was our bat big bad all season. So like also just that. literal entire time, like if they kill Shiro, I'm out. Yeah, well, she we did that once already, and <laughs> I was like, he, well, I was he like, he's already dead. died once. Yeah. He lost his arm. His boyfriend broke up with him. Then his boyfriend died. Can we give Shiro a win? Yeah, let me give Shiro. Well, a win. we gave him the Atlas. He wins. Yeah, he he gets to be a giant. Okay, robot. No, I will say that was one of the. Be- I think that was a really good moment. This kind of Star Trek, like they're like they call him Captain, and they're like, "You're, t- you're t- the bridge is yours." And I was like, "This is good." I was like, "This is good stuff." Yeah, I, I like the move of giving Shiro control of the. Uh, and then Corinne's like, "Oh, thank God, you're back." I think it would yeah. have been better if he didn't, if that was did not turn into a giant robot. Because, yes, absolutely. Um, because I don't think Shiro needs to be piloting giant robots so anymore. I think, That's is behind this maybe, him. Is this maybe what we're doing? We're like, oh, well, the, we have the Atlas. Voltron can go save the universe or whatever. Yeah, I think so, probably. Yeah. I, um, before we move on from this episode, I just want to say one last thing that Hidge was really savage when she shot the other robot in the head. In the jaw? She was like, boom! <laughs> And she's like reaching for her. Oh, that was good. I agree. Like nobody, like I, I'm just amazed that nobody else in Voltron's like, "Wow, Pidge, good job!" Like they just like move on immediately. Pidge just assassinated the robot. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah, there's the that's good stuff. We had we had new uh, like swords and stuff. We had a few uh, we had a few like Bayard moments, like Delaney oh. mentioned. But yeah. Oh man, we got two swords. Was Pidge's gun new? I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. We also we also had uh, ex- extendo wings from earlier. Yeah. Oh my god, those season. are amazing, though, Dylan. <laughs> bigger, we bigger wings, wings. and bigger then we wings. have the turbo. Wings. We already had wings too, so these are just bigger it's, wings. These are these yeah. wings are so good. Yeah. Why okay. can it, can it make everything bigger? That's my question. <laughs> yeah, the giant head time. I'm gonna yeah. hang into the bear, and my head's gonna extend. I got okay, big head and yeah. little okay. arms. The last last two minutes of the episode uh, before we move off of this is um yeah Sh- Shiro's memorializing everyone who died, including Adam. We'll get back to that. Um, <laughs> They're like, Matt- yes, let's zoom in on Adam again and yeah. make us all mad again. Yeah. So Matt Matt comes home. Uh, the whole resistance is there in like one shot, but Matt comes home especially. We see everyone at everyone's hospital beds. Um, Shay visits Hunk. I'm very hyped for Shay being back. This is good. This is good stuff. Yeah. Um, Pidge has uh, Matt and the family, Lance's family. Um, Allura has all the Altaians, I guess. And, uh, and the Keith, mice. And the mice. Keith, um, Mom, and I guess that was Colvin. Yeah, already Colvin because she's got a new boo thing, and it's Colvin. I'm loving it. Oh, are they dating? Obviously. That, that was implied in the room. I already, already, for, I already really? for, Colvin was earlier in the season. I already forgot what he she's looked like. She's getting it. So it's true. Know. Okay. That's good for her. Um, I don't no. know. <laughs> Uh, she I, deserves the best. I love I have, her. I have no opinion on Colovan, so I don't... <laughs> okay, I don't have an opinion on Colovan, but Carla can do whatever she wants. I mean, I guess he's the leader, so that's pretty good. Um, the rest so of the you... plates of Elmora were there, too, and they were still refused to take off their helmets. Yeah, they were just standing there with the helmets on. Um, yeah, it's Earth is Earth is the defenders of the universe, Shiro says, and he's the, the beacon of light. And basically, like, Earth, I guess, is like the hub I... of the new resistance or whatever, but... I wish the Atlas robot had floated down right when he said that. Now, I might have died if he did that. Yeah, where's the Atlas robot in this montage? What's he doing? Yeah. Is he helping? Is yeah. he, what's he doing? Yeah, um, I guess I guess she. Since we're we're coding this as uh, yeah, it's a <laughs> woman. The Atlas. I have no no it's tape on that. Woman. Um, a, yeah, the a, a, aliens there. We open a portal in the sky. Everyone's helping to rebuild Earth. This um, is good stuff. A- Aksha's there when she comes, and uh, Keith is visiting Dad's grave. This and is Aksha's a great... creepily standing in the background. I'm no, I, I love this shipping. I, I, I'm about. Oh, you're into Aksha. Keith and Aksha. Absolutely. Okay, please elaborate. I know, I know. I'm like an OG clan shipper. Yeah. So why, what? Aksha... What is? What about it appeals to you? 
Ash is cute. That's what really what is. <laughs> She's pretty cute also, in that shot. Yeah. He's part alien and like get he needs an alien boo thing. It's true. He needs he needs he needs another alien. Like you like your mom and it's true. He needs another alien. <laughs> and they're both kind of edgy. <laughs> so of like I can it. see it. I don't know what Aksha is. Her actions do not I make don't actions. Think she's is that a pun? May don't make really much sense to me. Um but uh, well, I like the full circle of it because she was the one, whatever episode that was. Yeah, she was with, the with one the in the space whale. In the whale, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's and then uh, and then uh, we we go to uh, I was in my notes. I was calling the uh, Roby Sheetron, by the way. That's my nickname for it. Uh, and, I want uh, to know that. I, I mean, I can't read it on the podcast, but Dylan's outline is hilarious. There's one line that I'm particularly proud of, which I know which about. line it is. And it's <laughs> I'm trying not to like, like, be yeah. careful. Okay, but uh, it's yeah, it's we t- we learned that the source of power is yep. Altaian. Yeah, Da-da. we know um, where they went now. Yeah, so I think the obvious read on this is that Allura, we, we, there's a liner in the season that, um, Kolovan's like, uh, I sent a team and the Altaeans weren't there. So Allura scooped up the Altaeans and is now using them. You mean or, not Allura, Hagar. Hagar is using them to power new Robies. Well, what if Allura is actually no. the villain? <laughs> that'd, be be- that'd be better. I mean, it, it just seems like a very obvious conclusion. Hagar is the one powering this, yeah. she- this Robies. Yeah. Hagar t- stole the Altaeans and is now continuing Lotor's experiments. I guess one of the things that's up in the air is, is Lotor like back at all? Like that could be a complication for the last 13 episodes, but um, it like it leads you to an obvious place. But I'm very interested in going there. I'm all about that potential plot line for the last season. Yeah, but, uh, and, and, and also for- Hagar seems to have more. Uh, where we last left her in the season six, she seems to have a little bit more of a mental clearness. Like I yes. guess now she's more in touch with her Altaian side. Maybe well, she's I think she like she's like I'm a Nerva again. Like I think that's like who she thinks she is. Yeah, yeah, she's 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 a Nerva now. She knows she is. So that's uh, we should probably call her that. But yeah, it's uh, that that's a lot more interesting than uh, than uh, female uh, Zarkon, like having a Nerva be uh, be uh, aware of everything. So that's that's I I really just wish we incorporated her more this season because she's so much more interesting than well, her abandoning the Druids, I think, is really interesting. Like, I'm like, that that, that is interesting. Yeah, that is. Let's talk about that before we get into others. I feel like other than in general, the Earth stuff, the ruins is the episode I want to talk about the most. Um, from the also, man, the we got played so hard. I was like, "Wow, I was feeling sorry for you." And then, oh, you got tricked. I did. I got tricked. And then Croyla's like, Croyla's like, "What's this over here?" And I'm like, "Oh, you overreacted." And I was like, "No, this is just." <laughs> yeah, they had a fake. Yeah, they had that moment where you're like, "Okay, this is the tr- typical episode where the mysterious guy we meet is going to be evil," and she's like, oh, "You have all these blades." He's like, "Oh no, let me explain why." <laughs> but then it's like a double <laughs> fake out later. Yeah, yeah. and then she, she picks it up, lied. and it's like it's flickering, and he's like, "Oh, y'all gonna die now." Well, what's the point of him faking them out? He could have just done that bubble thing. I think he was buying time for something. For not kind of not clear what. Um, yeah, Andy, what do you think of the ruins? I really liked it. I liked the fight scene especially. It was really cool. I mean, we haven't even talked about it, Dylan, but Space Wolf, amazing. He's Space, the best. Space Wolf this season is so good. Space Cosmo, Wolf is yeah. too OP. Please nerf. Uh, what? No, 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 no. Don't nerf. He's amazing. <laughs> Don't nerf. He's the best. Also, like, I really love that he's like, when he's ready, he'll tell me his name. Like, <laughs> Yo, what is the that dumbest mean? person. No, I'm I'm I am with you, Keith. I am not calling this Wolf Cosmo. This is uh I think Cosmo is a great name for him. Cosmo's a dumb name. name. 
I, I, I legitimately think the lady that's the best line of the entire season. It's just like no one, no one reacts to it at all. No, Keith, like I'm waiting. Like it's just Keith is so pure. <laughs> like Keith, so what are good. you doing? And he's like, I'm when he's ready, he'll tell me his name. And I'm like, you were so stupid, Keith. Keith, it's a animal. Like, it doesn't <laughs> talk. What are you talking about? Like, like I'm just granted. I don't. I think the best. I think the best thing in the entire season is the cosmic wolf. Like it's so good. It's like, really good. We don't use him enough in the end. The also, I now. am afraid. I was afraid, literally, like the majority of the season, that something bad was going to happen to him. And I'm like, if they kill the wolf, I'm done. I was also yeah. like, if they kill Croya, I'm done. Yeah. The, no. Well, no. Well, it can't. Uh, well, let, touch like me. in the in the second episode, he's like teleporting. And he gets hurt in Pidge's ship or whatever. And yeah. I, I was like, oh no, he's whimpering. I was like, no, 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 no. Too early for this. Cool. Speaking of, did Keith just not tell them the wolf can teleport? Because it seemed like they were surprised by the wolf teleporting. That seems like yeah, something I, I would tell everybody if I had a teleporting wolf. But he's Keith. He doesn't tell anybody I, anything. I, that's the truth. Uh, my only complaint about Cosmic Wolf uh, slash Space How? Wolf hashtag, have... hashtag Wolf Watch is that we we uh, he's reduced to a teleportation device yeah. <laughs> later in yeah. the season. Yeah. He's just an apparator, basically. Like that's yeah. all. That's all we do with him. But which is pretty op. So I understand why we'd yeah. use him like that. But uh, you know, he's, he, Co- Space Wolf can do other cool things. But he's anyway. Oh, I would like the show to tell me which ones, which one you can do. Uh, you can attack people. He probably has other cool space powers. Let's do that. Uh, and he's really smart. Yeah, he's smarter. He's low key smarter than most of the paladins. Oh, he's smarter than Lance. Yeah, for well, sure. Duh. That's the joke we make. Well, yeah. yeah. But anyways, the, I like the, the dumb one. The dumb yeah. one. Yeah, the the fight with the uh, first of all, I love the uh, druids, and yeah. um, yes. the, one of the best episodes of. Early Voltron. But he's like, the, your hand got better, and I was like, yeah, yeah. oh the, my the one god! We, that episode we reference here is um is one of the best early Voltron episodes. The druids are so interesting; we never use yeah. them that much. And uh, the teeth like teleports all around. It was a great fight sequence. This whole episode it was just so cohesive. Also, he was like, so creepy it, and terrifying. It was great. Yeah. This fight felt the most like an Avatar fight because it, it just did. I don't know what it was. The flow of it was really good. There was um. I don't know. There, there was a lot of hand-to-hand stuff going on, and there was a lot of interaction between everyone during the fights. It just felt very Avatar to me. It just had that feeling. Oh, yeah. and the slow-mo. The slow-mo was very much like that. It was, it, I was just really engaged this episode, and um, yeah, it's just, it's like one storyline. He it's made an up this whole line. story, and I was like, wow. He'd be a good DM. He yeah, would be I, a good DM. Well, yeah, I actually think that, well, he told part of, partly the truth of the, the battle on the plants. He's just from the wrong side. Um, and, uh, I think, right, I guess, like, re- isn't that the implication that most things he said were, were true? Well, I, I think don't the actual battle thing was a lie. Was there not a battle and it was just him I, or I something? Think, I think he told the truth, but he just obviously was not on the side that he said he was. Well, he like, well, I think what it made it sound like was that in the battle, all of the blades died, but in reality, he was luring them there and he started, that's how he was killing them. Yeah. I guess it's unclear. It could have just been him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because it, like when, when they recover Colavan, he says like there there were others on another part of the universe that they need to go find. So it it, it obviously wasn't actually in all of the blades of Marmora coming to this planet. It's just like most of them, I guess. It's just, um, just yeah. most of them. 
Um, yeah, but I, I think I think Voltron is really good with backstory. Like, I think that's one of the yes. things the show is best at. And yeah. this this episode had a great backstory sequence. It's it's why I think that Last Stand parts one and two are the most compelling episodes of the season. It's just all backstory. Um, like, I think that this is because uh, it lets the show just be. I don't know. I feel like the show struggles with its characters, honestly, and finding not not that they're bad, but like finding things to do with them and like framing things through our characters. Like, I feel like we struggle with that sometimes. So if you just have a blank slate, if we can just objectively tell this thing then that's a lot easier or we can just shape this character of Pidge's dad who barely is a person around telling the story then it could be more successful although uh, also that this episode at the end when Crolia decides to stay behind to help rebuild the blades of marmora and I like we have we have the sequence between her and keith like so i'm sorry <laughs> i have to say i'm just i'm not saying goodbye again like we're gonna see each other soon i love you too mom like that was all very <laughs> yeah, nice mom, i was yeah. i was like ow my chest yeah yeah it's a big moment calling her mom yeah it was um, good it's yeah and the only other, the other plot thing yeah hagar forsaking the druids and this that's that's going to be relevant i guess but we'll see why she did that um to come that's that's interesting that uh she's she's gone solo here does she have anyone with her um potentially lotor i don't know we'll see so um let's let's talk episode one because let's talk about uh shiro and adam um so this is our vehicle into that discussion uh so i think andy in his uh initial thoughts already covered all i want to say about them being tiny so we didn't even get back to that anymore good <laughs> uh I, I i liked that there was rom- a lot of romel there that's that's all yeah I but the, nothing ever again the, the only instance of romel this entire season really. yeah, can, we do, can well, we do more with romel well, yeah. well first before you move on dylan i just want to say are all altain women just really strong because romel can punch no, we talked for- about all altains are strong no but koran isn't well he's koran okay could just be a koran thing yeah, koran is kind of jacked like that time they oh. asked to result uh, um fits up the ship and he's like hanged by like like well, he- romel- Romel punched somebody and he flew like 10 feet. It was amazing. Okay. I don't remember yeah. that, but I, I like, uh, I like, the you know, cause like they're, they're in the ship. And so Romel yeah. has to go down and she just like drop kicks this dude. Yeah. And he just goes flying. And oh, yeah, that, that, that was actually the second episode, right? Okay. Yeah, so yeah. Romel, Romel had more than one, I guess. Yeah, no, and then she ripped something out of the engine. Like she was like, it was, it was broken. And she just ripped a whole piece of the engine. Well, off it's true. Cause, cause the mouth was jammed. Oh, so she yeah, like yeah. ripped it open. She was like, open the mouth. And he's just like, bye. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know the mouths could get jammed. Uh, that was episode two, anyway. Um, okay, let's. So we meet um, Adam here. So back we get. So for, other than this, we get some awesome Shiro and Keith backstory, which was definitely the highlight of the episode. This was so good. Yeah. I was like, I fell in love with Shiro again. I was like, he's so good. What a good dude Shiro is. Yeah, it was great. Uh, too bad he doesn't do that much outside of that. I guess this season. But um, so backstory. Uh, flashback to the Comic-Con panel where they screened this first episode at there and then um, Lauren and just in general they talked about how Adam is Shiro's significant other. I was wondering, I saw this comment like uh, Lauren says Adam is Shiro's significant other. But they also watched the episode. But then I learned that it happened in the episode. So, like, why would she need to say that? Now I understand. It's because it's not obvious from watching the episode. That's why she needed to outline it. But, yeah, they say that um, he, Adam Shiro's boyfriend, I believe they called, they've called Shiro gay specifically in, in interviews, although I'm not 100%. Um, but, yeah, they talked about how, like, uh, this is important to them and, like, how awesome it is. Shiro's going to have, uh, Adam's going to be in the season after that. And, yeah, so we're all very excited about this. Uh, Voltron queer representation, Shiro, the Shiro, maybe the show's main character. Like, uh, I mean, not, I guess not anymore, but, um, very prominent character, at least, uh, being, being queer. Like, this is, this is huge. Okay. So we get to episode one. 
And we have the sequence of Adam coming in and like talking to Shiro and um And it's cute. We're like, yay, they're in an apartment, they live together. This is super gay. Yeah. And but then, 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 then that's that's it though. And then um you know, it's, uh, she was like Adam and I, like, uh, like referring to like both of them. Like, you can tell it's like, like knowing that this is she, she was significant other, it like makes sense. But it's also like, okay, really, this is this is all we're doing. I guess we could save it for later in the season. Um, but then no, then we uh, eventually learn that Adam has has died. Um, well, okay, first we have to go with. So we're like, yay, Shiro's gay. Shiro has a boyfriend. Boyfriend dumps him before the series even starts. Uh, well, eh, I, I feel like that wasn't, uh, you know, it was a, he's going to space. Like, you can't just you can't stop leaving me for, like, years to go to space. Well, no, but it was just like, 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 Adam was like, I'm done with you. And they break up and then he dies. Like, this isn't just like, kill your gays. This is also like, you're not even like, we're going to break you up, then kill you and make it even worse. Yeah, I guess for me, that was like ambiguous, like everything else with that happened. But yeah, no, to me, I was like, wow, like me and my girlfriend were like, wow, I can't believe you did that. Like, oh, you're gay, but we're going to break you up and it's going to be sad right now. And then and then it was like, great, they're dead. Yeah. And I think if if it's leading to like a happy reunion in the present, then that's. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, cool. And then, no, we get to like episode whatever. And it's like if you send those fighters and then I'm like, great, it's Adam. Awesome. Yeah, so there's the sequence in episode seven where we send the or eight or something where we send the fighters and uh, we see we focus on this one guy and then uh, they, then they all die and I didn't realize this was Adam when I was watching. Wow, um, I did. You, you it even said this. Adam on the screen, dude. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't realize. Wait, that was it. Adam. That was Adam. That we what? saw him die on screen. Watched him die. Wait, 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 wait. Right? I, I, yeah, I know Andy and Alex also did not know this. So, How yeah, did they die? Yeah, call it out. Wait. Didn't we only see the their picture on the wall? Like, yeah. It, that, that but no, we life. kept watching him. Like, we watched him die. Really? Yes. Yes. It, it might. They what? stayed on. I'm telling y'all. He, so we watch him get in his ship. I remember this, but and mean, we focus on him the entire time, and we watch him blow up. Yes. But nobody is recognizable in any of the outfits they wear in this show. Once you put yeah. on a helmet, well, everybody looks. Adam's the same. not a character who we were familiar with, so this we, was I, I, I this completely passed me by when I, the first time, and I, I the only like I saw his light going out, like Kinshiro gets to him or something, like like and sees that Adam's like dead, or like that's the first time I realized that Adam was dead in episode. Nine. It took me until episode nine, yeah, when Shiro got back. I didn't know before then, but yeah, it happens in the flashback that Adam literally dies in those episodes on screen, but it's very not clear, at least to me and some other people. Well, I recognized him because he's the only person wearing glasses like that. Okay, (laughs) that's a good point. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, no, I I was like, okay, why are we? I know I thought like we're focusing on this guy and is one of these pilots that's being sent out to die by the evil admiral. But uh, no, I I know that that was unclear. I think that was at least from my perspective was poorly done if we're supposed to realize that's Adam because it wasn't clear. Um, But yeah, he's he's dead. Um, Shiro comes back and he's dead. And then that's it. And then in the finale, we say uh, Shiro's memorializing people who've died, and uh, we focus on Adam a little bit. So that's the extent of queer representation. In, in Voltron, uh, thank you. Se- yeah. So what, what, Delaney, what was your reaction watching the season? Uh, what did you think was going to happen going in? What, uh, w- what was your reactions to what's happening on screen? Okay, so, you know, you know, they make a big deal. They're like, yeah, Shiro's gay. And I'm like, yeah, I'm hyped. This is great. Watching it. I told my girlfriend about it. I told Ty at work about it, and now I feel like a horrible person. Now I gotta go back to work, and Ty's gonna be like, You lied to me. But so great. And I'm watching it. And then I'm like, Really? They just broke up? Are you serious? Rude. And my girlfriend's like, Is that it? And I'm like, Guess so. Then we keep watching it. We keep watching it. And they just freak 
kill him. They're just like, bye, bye, Felicia, you're dead now. What? This is nonsense. Like, I, like, it's, this is even worse than barrier gays. It's like, we didn't even get to have the gays. Like, they were like, look, you get to have, like, like, it's just awful. Like, it's like, basically, this is the equivalent of being like, yeah, it's like, oh yeah, Shiro's gay, but like, it doesn't really matter because it's not really a thing. Like, it's fine. Like, if they were just like, Shiro's gay, and we maybe he said something about it one time, it wouldn't be that great, but it'd be like, cool, Shiro's gay. But the fact is, they made a giant deal about it, talking about how important it is to them and all this representation and stuff. And then the representation is literally the equivalent of like a minute. Yeah. And none of it is good. They break up, they kill him, and they keep being like, one, we also get to watch him die on screen. And I'm like, I'm. This is really awful for like a queer person to watch after also having this experience of them hyping it up and being like, yeah, we got queer representation in Voltron now. And I'm like, you just murdered him for no reason. Like it was the pointless pointlessness of it all. Like it's not like they had a chance. They literally all just got obliterated. Yeah. So yeah, I'm really yeah. mad about it. And honestly, I really enjoyed the Ezor and what that other girl's name is. Ezor and Zethrid in episode yeah, three. Yeah, and Zethrid is. So we're in episode three, and like me and my girlfriend are watching it, and then she's like, I will always take care of you. Me and my girlfriend are like, gay. That's gay. And then, of course, they like, I don't know if they die, but like they explode, which I wasn't that upset. I was like, well, at least they were gay for like 30 seconds. And it was a little bit more explicit than even Adam and Shiro living together, apparently. And they've had chemistry in previous seasons, so like True. it's a little bit more viable. Whereas yeah. like Adam, it's a new character we just pulled out of our butt. And <laughs> well, I'm fine. Like I'm fine if they're like, here's Adam. This is Shiro's boyfriend. Like I'm cool with that. I don't care. But then they break up and kill him. And like, and it's like that's all they do with him. Like they're like, here is his boyfriend. He broke up with him before the series even started. Now we're in episode seven, and they kill him. And Shiro comes home from being gone for nine million years and being a clone. And this isn't even actually Shiro. It's Shiro and a Shiro clone and all this crap. And Shiro apparently had cancer or whatever. And it's like, Shiro's life sucks so bad. Yeah. And it's like, oh, and your boyfriend died who broke up with you and y'all could have gotten back together. But no. Yeah. So I, I, so I'm Delaney, mad. Y'all couldn't tell. I'm pissed. Yeah, we're mad. So the first of all, the fandom's going nuts about this, and I think which always happens with this show because it's a terrible fandom. But I think rightly so in this case. Um, Delaney, I think this is the worst on-screen representation or attempt at representation I've ever seen in my life. Um, like yes, this, it's this like season. you can't like you know Ruby is like Ruby. So any- last season Ruby tried having representation and it was flawed, but I think it was a million times better than this. Yes, because they were like, there's going to be some gay. And then the gay was like, she was a bad, like, it was a villain. And then she, like, turned good, and uh, there's, like, her, she made her feelings clear, yes. and she was a prominent character. It was but, fine. Uh, it, it, it was, was it was, it was, it fell into some bad tropes, but it was a fine first attempt. It could have been better. Yes. This show, um, and first of all, big caveat, and I'm going to get into this in a second, is every animated show, and in media in general, but especially animation is prone to this, is, uh, it, it has severe network executive level censorship and that a hundred percent is what's going on here. So we're not saying that this is the people who are making the show's fault. Let's be clear, but I just want to stay on screen at least to start this discussion where um, we, we, so we introduce like any representation isn't good representation. Like we can't just be like, they're gay. And then it's like JK Rowling, like Dumbledore's gay. 
but it never happens. And they're not even making you gay in the movies. So like, does it right. even matter? I, I think this is like that because yes, I don't think, I don't like, think it's, like, I don't think it's clear that Shiro is gay on the show. And that's the biggest problem here is that, um, Adam is not presented as his, as, as a romantic partner. He's presented as some sort of partner, some sort of important person to Shiro's like, life. If you're watching it and you're like, just watching it and you don't like, like a normal, like I would say normal, a person who does not care and to, like and literally needs it spelled out for them because help the people who watch Steven Universe and are like Pearl's not gay like okay, so you're watching the show and you're like they're just best friends. That's sad. Shiro's best friend Adam died. That's what you're gonna get watching that show. For for once, those idiots like are, are reasonable. Like it the is. people who try to like erase on screen on screen queer representation because there's just no indication that they're together. Um, I mean, I think that they, it, and so like, okay, it, 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 this, again, this is the result of, of censorship, but, um, like what, what ultimately happens on the show is it's not clear that Chiro is gay moving forward. He does not talked about it. It's, it's not clear that he was with Adam romantically. A- of course, Adam dies immediately. Um, Shiro has died in the past. Not that that's necessarily fridging, but Adam is clearly fridged. We also introduced this plot of Ezor and Zethrid being romantic in episode three, um, which I do think is way more clear that clearly romantic. She like gets Adam. in her face is like in her lap and is like, I will always take care of you. And I was yeah. like, this is some good gay shit right here. Yeah, it was awesome. And then they die too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they, they also die. They fridge three out of four gays <laughs> that have ever appeared in the show. This well, season. No, they, immediately. They fridged four, they fridged four gays. Dylan, and then all Shiro, four. Shiro has also died before. So yeah. four, uh, four out of four this gays. This is like the third time Shiro's died. <laughs> four, have died but it's that so it's like it's not that but like okay they're villains it was it was worth it like if they have to die and it was ambiguous like they like they like get ejected from the show i don't remember what happens in episode three but it like explodes and they just leave like we don't know what happened yeah like they uh, got a bond i my reaction was it did did they die they did it was was very jet um but um but less less clear but so they it's possible they're not dead but uh, the the implication to a lot of people is that they're dead so that that that's like okay i'll take if i'll take it because you know they're villains but we got to see and they were gonna torture which is like like what like whatever but then that in in conjunction with adam dying too is it just it comes across so terribly it's like they made such a big deal about it and they were like, this is, again, this is the same, we had the same thing with Ruby. Like, Ruby was like, we're going to have gay stuff. And it was like 12 seasons later. But here we are. And it's like, oh, great. We're going to have some gay representation. We're like, oh, my God, it's Shiro. Shiro's gay. People made fan art. Everyone got excited. His name's Adam. This is good. Then it's like, nope, JK, he dies in two minutes. Yeah. I, you can't do that. I think the difference between this and Ruby, Ruby, they always just got asked this question and they're like, yeah, we'll have gay. There's, no, and this was, they the said show. it. They were like, guess what, guys? Right. We're giving you this. We're telling you this. You didn't ask. Right. They, they show the episodes. That's why Lauren talked about this and both of them. And then they gave this like really extensive interview to Entertainment Weekly about the struggles to get queer representation on yes. screen. There, it, was incredible, it was an incredible interview. There are some incredible quotes. Like I recommend reading that perspective. But that's, that's like the thing that precedes like actually having queer representation on screen. Like that's the thing. I don't think this was actually queer representation. Like nothing, there, it wasn't, nothing happened. Um, so I don't think they actually did get queer representation onto the screen. Um, so like why, why did Lauren talk about it? Okay. So let me present this, this perspective. I, I think that it takes a lot even for Lauren and, and Joaquin to even be able to say 
that Shiro is gay outside of the show. It takes a lot of like fighting and executive approval to get to even that point. And that has nothing to even do with the actual show. So like, like I think Lauren, she knows they didn't actually get this really onto the screen to an extent that they would like, but she thinks that the most meaningful way to actually influence, uh, like it's, it's like really meaningful to a lot of queer people watching to have like their, one of their, their favorite characters, like be, be gay. So like she, she tells us, um, because that's all, that's all we are able to get. So I think that's the reason why it's like, that's incredible on its own is that the creator, one of the, the creators of the show were able to tell us that one of the main characters is gay. So like, I think that has meaning on its own. The, the result though, is that, um, is that the audience ends up being queer baited in terms of the actual show. And I really don't use this term queer baiting lightly because I think people way overuse this and it also doesn't even matter as much as actual representation. Um, but I actually think this is a rare instance of actual queer baiting because, um, they, we were told at the Comic Con panel, Shiro's gay. And then we watch the show and then, um, it's not, it, no one's actually gay and, and, uh, Adam dies. Like, this is kind of textbook definition of queer baiting. Um, and like, like getting gay people excited to watch something, uh, and then not actually following through. Because if which, you tell which, us something's gay, we will watch it. Yeah. Which, which is, which is what this was. But that's not why Lauren, that's not why Lauren and Joaquin are doing this. They're doing it because they're, they, 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 they didn't succeed in getting Chio and Adam. Um, like, I, let me, let me bring in this quote from, well, I don't um, know. I'm still concerned though, because, like, I understand, like, censorship and having issues, but we're also still on Netflix. I know they can get away with, like, maybe 10% more than normal. Right. That's what they that's what they said in the interview. They said um, it is easier on Netflix to do stuff because uh, in the interview with Entertainment Weekly because there aren't the advertising executives. But there still are executives. Let me pull in this, this quote from in- Inverse.com. They did an article with uh, Shiro's, uh, Shiro's voice actor and uh, uh, Josh Keaton and... Uh, he he says that uh, I don't really know all the going on behind the scenes, um, but it almost wasn't going to happen. Um, alternate takes of Shiro and Adam talking to each other were recorded that were way less explicit about their relationship. We had to record other stuff to make it more vague. So in canon, and I also know that this definitely is true, but like in ca- like this is this is we've been told this. There are other alternate versions of the scene, and they say it's even less explicit. Like there's a less How? explicit version of the right, scene. exactly. <laughs> Well, um, like the the, the one line that stick row every other yeah. sentence. Yeah, like the one line that stick out that sticks out is uh, like Takashi. How important am I to you? And like right. if you, okay. if you decide to go, don't expect me to be here when I get back. I think that those are the two lines that are left in that were are, like important. And like if you took those out, you can make it even more. Well, and then if he's really like, well, I'm to. not gonna be here when you get back. Yeah, like at, at least that like kind of is is hinting at it. So, I, but we have we have it uh, in in factual uh, article form stated that there are all the alternate versions of this. This scene was definitely supposed to be way more gay. Let's make that clear. Like this is not. Um, I'm not going to say fault because that's a subjective word. Don't think that you know people writing and making the scene and everyone involved in the show didn't want the scene to be more gay. They of course they did. You, like this, this scene probably had a kiss in it. The scene probably had them ta- saying how much they love each other. It probably had at least them touching. They, they didn't even like come close to even walking close it, it, to each it, other. It had, it had that and more. I guarantee you. The thing that happens is that evil network executives and evil executives of uh, all, all forms 
Um, and let's be clear, the show is uh, is made by DreamWorks. I believe those are the people that are censoring this. Um, yes. Although Netflix also could have. I don't think Netflix I doubt cares Netflix as much. That, but the, but the Netflix also could censor this, though. It, Netflix is not perfect. They're a giant corporation yeah. as well. All giant corporations could censor stuff. But I probably the production company is DreamWorks. DreamWorks owned by like NBC. Like this is it's it's own it's owned by ultimately owned by one of like Comcast. I own like one of the five companies that owns all pieces of media. So um like what happens is they try to do this like network execs tell them no then they they say no let's do this and let's explain and here's why and then they say no and then they go back and forth a million times and they spend a significant amount of time trying to fight for this and like the network exec want the scene to not even happen to Adam not exist and what they ultimately get as their quote-unquote compromise is what we have on the screen here even though their version ha- probably has them kissing and saying they love each other and stuff this is like all we can get from them. And it's not anyone who created the show's faults. Um, it's, it's, uh, they, they really tried. I guarantee this happens in, not only is this not, this is, this doesn't just happen in Voltron. This is every single show in existence that you watch. This happens. This is an endemic of queer censorship that, that's, that's happening well, like, across. I mean, Legend of Korra got like kicked off right. TV. Right. Well, and the Legend of Korra, the Korosami scene at the end, that's the censored version we got. Like they, they wanted more. That's the censored version we got. This, we, there's on record on, uh, on Twitter, people on Star Wars Force Evil saying that they run into queer censorship all the time. We've reported that Mysticons has had significant queer yep. censorship. Like, this literally happens in every single show. So, um, like, this is the best we could get. It's so frustrating, though. Like, the the, the reason why we're mad is because it's just really frustrating to hear, like, okay, Shiro's gay, we're going to get gay this season. And then it's just not there. And it's not only there, it's kind of negative, like, in, in, in Adam being dead. So, um I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure whether it's better or not that this happens. I think it's better. I think it's, I think it's still better that we know that Shiro's gay. I, I think do that's too, still meaningful. But at the, but, and I, and then we did see it. Like we saw something. There's at least something we can connect to our outside knowledge that we know that Shiro's gay to make a complete, more complete picture, even though DreamWorks is horrible, horrible, like even, yes. or whoever's doing it, you know, like there's something that we can, uh, that we can connect. And I think it's worth it, even though every, even though all the young people who love the show, like are so incredibly angry right now, I think it's worth it that they know that Shiro's gay. So I th- I do ultimately think that they, that Lauren and Joaquin should have said this at the panel. I think there's a better way to do it. Um, they're probably like their hands were tied. They couldn't be like, don't expect any thing don't you know like marketing like is gonna come right. in and say like like you, you need to hype up the season uh we're gonna like promote that this is gonna be we're gonna like set up an interview with entertainment weekly where you're gonna talk about um this like we're gonna get on board we're gonna try to get people excited for the show that's called queer baiting though so that wasn't good um yeah. but uh, but i still think that uh i still think it was worth it if this was the best case scenario I think I think it's worth it. So I, I'm glad at least that we know that Shiro is gay because this is a main character of a show being queer. Um, that's a huge step that, uh, like, you know, Steven Universe has Ruby and Sapphire. I mean, obviously all the characters on Steven Universe, but like, uh, you know, aliens and stuff like that. Um, this, this is a huge step forward. Um, just knowing he is, even though it's ultimately just going to be a blip on the radar for hopefully more significant queer representation to come. Yeah. Okay. Um, any, any, anything else, Delaney? I mean, it's just, it's just so frustrating. Yeah, it's, it's just, we're just we're just. And I think, like, I do think. I mean, obviously, the creators wanted more, but I do think they are a bit to blame for the how we were misled. It's it's hard. I understand that perspective. Um, that like I'm not saying set it's not like I'm panel. gonna like I'm not gonna be one of those people who hate tweets at them, but I do think obviously don't something could have been done to because you can't go to Comic Con and be like Shiro's gay and everyone flips out and then this is what we get. 
So it's, it, it's it's hard not to imagine that Joaquin and Lauren had a better route to go about this. But let's remember what I said, that their hands probably were tied with marketing telling them they can't be like, don't expect much from the season. Right. They probably they would have been they would have been maybe fired for, because like and, you know, like they can't they can't do that. And like, yet, but still, what's interesting, there was like talking about it in the interview, though. So that's interesting. And they, I think, I think it's the same mindset. They're like, okay, this is going to ultimately help people that we're just discussing it. And they, and in the interview, the interview is so weird because it, like it's it's setting up something that's way more explicit than than had ended up happening. Um, so like, I feel like there's some disconnect that they still think. I think there is some mental disconnect where Joaquin and Lauren think that actual representation happened on the screen. Just that's, what I, that's what I was also going to say was that I do think there that they might like. Like, they, they, they just they just fought so hard for this that they, they can't they can't just mentally accept that it didn't happen like they they tried they, they tried so hard and this is this is what we got and it still is there's still lines there it's it's still something about it so like I think that they're like okay we got it on screen but we don't think so we don't think that they really did get much of anything on there but but in their minds they they at least got something but then there's I, also I, still the I doubt that like I doubt DreamWorks made them kill Adam. Okay, that that's another thing. I do think that was their fault, yeah. Then that's the thing that, honestly, that's what I'm irritated about. Like, I'm used to getting, like, that's, like, actually gay, but then they're, like, but it's not as queer-coded as it could have been. Like, I watched that scene, and I was, like, they're gay. And I understand that, like, it wasn't as explicit as it could have been. But then they killed Adam. And that's what I'm really mad about, is not so much that scene, but it's the killing of Adam. Yeah, and I, how I, purposeful it had to have been. We keep ha- like Shiro staring at the wall, and then we go back to the wall, and I'm like, "Really? Did we have to kill him? Like, he not only did he break up with them, they kill him." And that's what I have issues with: is not so much the weakness of the representation, but they buried your gay, and we didn't even have him. <laughs> like, yeah, um, I, I agree that that's their fault. That they're and not fault, but I agree that. It's probably not DreamWorks like that, that, that's, that's killing Adam. Well, I mainly have with they, they, so they said in an interview the reason they killed Adam was because it has to, like the, the typical things you hear like stakes. It has to be like yeah, everything but, going wrong right. on Earth and emotional attachment to the. But my thing is like how many we've killed. Like I didn't cry when Adam died. I was mad. My girlfriend sobbed when they killed Admiral Sanda. Oh, interesting. <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah, Adam, that's not a death that, like, makes you sad. It's just, yeah, it just enrages you. Yeah, I but, like, that. The thing was, like, we got to know Admiral Sanda. She sucks a little bit. We'll talk about Sanda. And the thing is, my girlfriend, like, believed in her so much. And when she, like, betrayed her, she was like, I trusted you. And then she dies, and I look over, my girlfriend is crying at Admiral Sanda. And, of course, I was like, wow. And she was like, shut up. But yeah, yeah so yeah. that like there's see it's like oh it was for the stakes it's like you know how many people we've killed in Voltron and we like you had to kill Adam. I, I really read that uh, like no, again I find it horrible like I'm not saying that I read it as something that that DreamWorks did because it felt like what happened was that we had this scene being that was almost gay with them together in their apartment and then it felt like DreamWorks said okay now you can't have them ever be together again because then they might do something gay. Like, that's what it felt like to me. I don't know. It, I doubt, I doubt DreamWorks made them kill Adam. Like, I'm well, really, really yeah, doubt. I mean, it, that, it, that, that's, yeah. It, it might it, have, it, just, it, what, what um, it might have been that DreamWorks said, you have to do something to make sure Adam and Shiro never meet up again, and they only could think of killing him. And that's not good. 
I'm just saying that's how I read it. Right. And there might have been outside influence. I do think that's probably possible. And if it's true, we would never know. Yeah, um, uh, that's why I'm be being careful it, because so. it's all conjecture. They, they wouldn't be allowed to say it. Yeah, yeah. I, that that I like. I don't. You know, it's it, it's it, the whole thing is frustrating. That that's um. I don't, personally, like the the fridging isn't as important. Like, I don't care if we end up happily ever after. If we like are if we're if there's actually stuff on the screen in the present. Like, that's what I care about. Well, for me, it's like scenes. the combination of like it's not that great, and then they kill him. Like, yeah, yeah it's a it's a also really it also is it is also different as a queer woman. They kill lesbians yeah. all the time. So yeah, every time yeah. they kill a gay person, I'm like, really? I understand Shira was not a lesbian, obviously, but <laughs> that's what, like it is like you do react differently to different things. Yeah, it's definitely a female queer uh, trope more so. And um, yeah, to- totally understand that perspective. And yeah, I mean, that's a ton of ton of people are, I feel like, reacting the, the same way. And um, uh, my friends uh, in Iceland and like she can't watch it. And like I'm, oh God, I'm not ready for her to come home and like have this happen. Just be like, brace yourself, don't. Yeah, I'm gonna don't. be like, I'm gonna be like, honey, it's gonna be okay. Prepare yeah. for nothing. It's random. Okay. Um, and any, any final comments on this? We've uh, fairly extensively talked about it. Yeah. Not, not, not thrilled. Um, to say the <laughs> least. Refer to our previous, uh, you know, whatever minutes of discussion that was. Let's power through the rest of the season. We even talked about rapid fire. Um, so we're done with episode one. Episode two, the road home. Um, I like the we the uh, which animals go in which lion. I thought that was, that was very funny. That was so um, good. I really like they made it like that old riddle with like yeah, the, it was the, good. the the hay. It was so good. Yeah, and then just a lot of space. Also, Lance, like, dude, who let you pick? Like, oh my god. Yeah, and then my money lands it. They were like, "Who? What? Who does Pidge have?" It's, it's just, just like video game. game. <laughs> that was yeah, good. it was good. Um, the way forward, we talked about this episode a little bit with this Ezra and Zethrid. That was the highlight for me. Yes. Um, my my reaction was when we learned that uh, there. This is a surprise that they've been gone for three years. And three decathebes. By the way, I don't know what a decathebe is, and the show didn't tell me for like. I five was literally minutes. like, "Oh my god, it's been like a thousand years. Everyone's dead." And they're like, "It's been three years." And I was like, "Oh, why? Why would you just not say years?" Like, <laughs> because it's space, Dylan. <laughs> but, but you can't say it. Like, we didn't know for a long time how long they were gone. Look, um, go buy a space I, calendar. It'll help. Space calendar. I, I, I know what t- I know what ticks are. And then they lampshade it the rest of the season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I was very confused what was happening in this episode because I'm like, okay, the generals have shifted loyalties so much. Oh, you really? Uh, like, like, what is, I, is this, did I just forget that, like, Aksha broke up with them and that they were, like, in charge of a ship? And I might have just forgotten. But then at the end of the episode, it's like, no, it's been three years. You, you should have been confused. I didn't, I didn't know I was supposed to be confused watching that episode. You were supposed oh, to I, be confused. I got it, like, immediately. I got it immediately upon the time, like, when we saw, um, uh, what's her name? Zethrid's eye was messed up. I'm like, oh, there's been a time skip. And because, like, they, they prepped us for us last season, too, when Keith had that little time distortion, and we had that giant explosion. It's a common trope in sci-fi for explosions to have time dilation stuff that are big enough. I look, are you re- implying I remembered any of that, but um, even though you it's only, like, two months ago. dilation stuff, Dylan, you talked about yeah, this. Yeah, I, no, I should have, we should, I should have uh, theorized about this, but yeah, it was, that was very uh, I, I, I was also, the, the reveal was actually a reveal to me, because it was like, oh, okay, with three years, and that, that, so, like, is everybody older now, like, uh, uh, that that whole discussion went through my head. <laughs> now they're, they're they're young. They're still the same age they were. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's. I think it's supposed to be a reveal. Yeah. So no, it was revealed. Like I understood something was wrong, and then 
when they like, like, because I knew like some like, like I, they put it in there and you figure it out. It, for me, it was more the reveal of how long it had been. Like I didn't figure it out immediately, but then like yeah, that's three years is a long time. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, it it's, is. Uh, but yeah, they're, 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 I, I love uh, Ezra and Zethrid are warlords. They're pirate <laughs> pirate uh, gay good. warlords now. I, like. Where's our spinoff show with them yeah. before they die? Like, Loki, I think this is, like, maybe one of the biggest mistakes of this season. Like, I think it would have been much more interesting to see the Galra, like, fight each other. That would have been a much more interesting um, conflict than whatever we got with Sendak later in the season. It would have been cool seeing Zethrid and Azor, like, fight together to take control of this little contingent of Galra while Hagar was fighting other people. It would have been... It would much- probably would have been more interesting to watch so yeah, staying a, back on galra politics like last season but those are better than what we got this season. Better, exactly yeah. exactly well for me it was like i don't think it really like landed really well that voltron had been gone for three years because like for us we're just like oh we've just been in space we're just doing stuff and then like i didn't like the whole like being gone for three years like i think I don't think like voltron's been gone like i didn't care like that so i wasn't gone like i don't like <laughs> But I, I think, think that bigger, landed very well. The bigger issue is that we learned that they were gone for a few years, then we immediately went somewhere, Earth, where it didn't matter because yeah. it like it would have been interesting. Because Earth's if they like, what's Voltron? Well, yeah, no, no, Earth, Earth, we came to. They were already gone from Earth for a, li- a while already, so it didn't really yeah. matter that they were gone a little longer. So if we had stayed in the Galvan controlled space, we would have seen the effects of this three-year time jump. Well, but we immediately cool, left. We were like, "Why? What happened to this base when they yeah. had the Blade of Marmora?" And, and I was, ruins and yeah, there could they have been interesting out. things they could have done, but they just kind of went to the one place in the universe that it wouldn't matter. <laughs> yeah, where it didn't matter. This, this is yeah. I think it's just another instance of us skipping over the actually interesting parts of the story. Just just like the last two minutes of the season, um, the 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 power vacuum, um, which yeah. to my knowledge still exists. Yeah, in, that's in what it was. The, but it's as. but it's really unclear. Like we we're caught up with like oh Sendak he's like what happened with Sendak is he still with ha- is he still with Hagar? Like we kind of still don't know. But all that's like new information because of this time skip. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would have been much more interested in any of that stuff that we've talked about here. Um, the feud. Okay, this is the one we're gonna have to stop on for a little bit because uh, <laughs> yes. best, best episode of the season. It is best best episode of the season. No. Yes, it's well, it's the only one that is memorable. Like all the other episodes, they blend into each other. The feud is unique. The feud is absurd. The feud it actually uses uh, stuff from previous seasons. It's funny. So, like, the feud is the only episode that succeeds as being a piece of entertainment in this season. So, for me, my favorite episode is the feud. So, the feud, I think, the feud is um, this the show's attempt at uh, Ember Island players. It also um, from Avatar, and I believe that T- Tim Tim Hedrick left the the show in the middle of this this uh, season. And no, I saw that the- tweet, and I was like, this is bad. Yeah, he he. So he wanted to write Ember Island players before he left, and um, it's it's definitely the most self aware uh, meta episode of this. We've had other dumb, uh, silly episodes like Voltron Show and stuff like that, and like Space Mall, but this is like the most meta version of that. It's so good. What, what's your favorite part, Andy? Uh, I think my favorite part was the part where they tried to name the side characters, where we're, yeah. where Lance had to just sit there and be shown characters that we all, as audience members, look at and say, I have no idea who that is, but I know they existed in the show at some point. Like, the best one was when they showed, uh, I forget his name, because that's the point of this gag, the guy in the Blade of Albora with his helmet still on, and Lance is like, who is that? That's just the guy from the Blade of Albora. Lady. Yeah. 
And Keith, like, points to his blade, like, oh, is he supposed to just say Blade of Malmora? And they're like, oh, no, you're actually supposed to give the name of that specific person from the Blade of Malmora. How is that And possible? it wasn't even Colavan. Like, it was no. like, you know. No, it was just it was like, Colavan's assistant. Yeah. yeah, so this is this is the most successful part of the episode for me, is the naming of the minor characters. Um, and like, how is Bebo B not the favorite part? Like, that's my favorite part of the episode. <laughs> well, I don't like Bebo. I don't like Voltron. No, no, it's this him is going, the- like. Like it's, him guessing, and it's just like yeah, and, B, and it's just ver- variations B-Bow, on B and Bo. Yeah, really good. I liked it. Yeah, it was, it was but really the, to me, this is like Voltron is almost never self-aware, but this this gag is so aware of this podcast. Like we always talk about forgetting characters' names, and this is a whole gag about how the your side there's too many side characters and they're unmemorable. And yeah, the Blade of Malmur, it's like, which one is that? And even just the guy that's with uh, that's with the, the girl that Lance hit on originally. Like, we yeah. don't know any of those people. Um, my, my, I think like it is one not short of being really incredible because like, like Delaney said, it, it's, it's almost not a, the show's almost not aware of that this applies even further up the chain yeah. than they think. Like, I don't remember Colavan either. You could have just had him instead of his general. Like that, you could have had, you could have had uh, bigger characters. Like the, yeah. these, are, these are very minor people, and uh, of course we don't remember they are. But I also don't remember the major secondary characters either because they all have absurd names. They could have just showed, them. They just showed Eddie of Lotor's generals here. It, it, yeah, yeah, like, they done like, that too. I fought her. I have no idea who that is. Yeah, but that I think that that was like the big highlight for me was the the guest in the kid. Also, yeah, the Bebo B with the secret word or the thousand dollar pyramid or whatever. Um, you had. Uh, we had a Zarkon, Hagar, and Lotor playing. That was as, where uh, I went, what the heck is this episode? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, Zarkon is just, like, acting like a normal family feud dad sort of thing. Like, oh, you know the family. Ah. It, it was so weird. Yeah, they're playing Garful, Warful, Snick. Oh, my God. Um, and which is, it's just family feud. And uh, It was really pick- good when he was like, no one said anything about a Snick. And he was like, it's in the <laughs> it's name. In- yeah. <laughs> They're playing Pictionary. Um, we call Lance the dumb one a lot. Oh, that was good. Then we had the commercials, too. One okay, of the- no, oh, it was yeah. so funny. Oh so we're watching this, and my girlfriend's like, this is so stupid. And then they have... when. They have Zarkon and Hagar, and like they keep talking like the lovely wife, and like my girlfriend's like, "Are they real?" And I'm like, "No, honey, they're not real." <laughs> and like every time, so when this happened in the D and D episode, she's like, "Oh, filler," and I'm like, "Calm down, it's okay, it's okay." But no, Wait, it was. You didn't like the D and D episode? Uh, my girlfriend does not care at all about D and D. She doesn't. Andy, want not to... everyone loves that episode. That okay? episode is one of the best episodes. I of liked it. It was funny. Andy, Andy I... we rated that five out of five, fifth out of six best last season. Oh my so, god! My girlfriend chill. cannot like. She was not about the filler. She was getting real mad about these filler yeah. episodes. But look, yeah. when all the plot in this season is all meaningless, then the filler is great. <laughs> well, is, it was a struggle a to get my girlfriend to binge watch something. Okay, like yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, just related to this season, I think. Okay, the the, com- the commercials we'd won them at a free Kaltenecker. Yeah, um, yep. And then second uh, he, commercial, he, he did the MC Hammer dance with his pants. Also, oh, the, the commercials were funny, but it was also like I can't understand anything you're saying. I mean, that's it's kind of nonsense. But yeah, the, the the first one's the guy from Space Mall, but then the second one is Repet Sal's. That was um, good. Just so good. You know, well, my girlfriend's like, this is worse than the than the. Uh, uh, the alien TV on Rick and Morty. <laughs> well, obviously, well, the alien, alien TV is also great. So. It was so this, funny. This is like a worse version of it, but yes. yeah. And, it was um, really funny. She was like, to, no. 
yeah, they have to vote for which one gets to leave, and they all oh, like are picking each other. Keith and Lance pick Keith and yeah. Lance for the record. Uh, also, the moment where where Pidge is pl- playing mini golf and she just ass- oh assaults God. the host. That was, that was the best. So I was like, get it. Pidge, yeah, Pidge like, this, just, is, this is mini golf. Pidge was just savage this season in general. Like, I I don't even know how Pidge did it. Like, she ricocheted the golf ball off the camera into his head. It was incredible. It was so good. Yeah, that was that was very good, and. uh and uh, then we learn at the end it's Bob is this uh, interdimensional being. Yep. So, yeah. That's Whatever. The yeah. Okay, I think the feud is the best version of this episode the show has done. Um, the best nonsense episode. Well, the Voltron show was horrible. So but it's better okay. than the Voltron show. It's, it's be- better than Space Mall. Um, I don't think it's the same cat. I don't think it's better than Space Mall. I really enjoy Space Mall. People love Space Mall. I like this a lot better than Space Mall. But uh, I think it's not the same category as the D&D episode, but I do think it's a better episode of television than the D&D episode. Has uh, Calcanecker been in every single absurd episode? You might have. I don't know. Like, the gag of Shiro being a paladin every time is like this magical gag that I think just makes it's very good. Yeah. yeah it's so really good. Uh, I feel uh, like it's lessened by being a clone. But yeah, uh, it's also, I, I rewatched Voltron show and a part of what that makes that episode drag is that it begins like very small scale with like Karan doing this fake play for some hospital people and it ramps up and it's, it's absurdity where oh, the D&D so no, but see with the D&D episode and the feud, they drop you into the absurdity. Like from the very beginning, it takes you off balance and that's what make what ends up making it great the fact that like it's just a total tone shift but like it's something that, like it takes you a minute to be like where am i and whoa what is going on here like those two episodes they're doing it right because they just throw you into it you don't need the whole build-up if the point is absurdity just throw me into the absurdity i guess i get that yeah did i i'm just reeling at alex saying i rewatched the voltron show like, <laughs> why no, because why like i thought that? i thought to myself why do i love the feud and hate the voltron show they're kind of the same bad, episode but in the end, I think that the Voltron show is failing where the feud is succeeding at being absurd all the way through. Like, go buy into it. I do think the feud will be the most memorable episode of this season, along with the ruins and maybe just the finale for how stupid it is. Well, yes. before um, we move on, Dylan, I the giant thick robot. This episode, while I was watching it, reminded me of an episode of Teen Titans where all the Titans are like teleported to like a tournament in another dimension. It, yeah, Teen Titans, yeah. Go, Teen Titans Go. No, <laughs> no. And for the record, that Teen Titans episode is way better than this. Oh episode. no, no, it is. It is. It's really. But it's good. the Hive, right? It's when it's them and like the Hive people too, and yeah, no, there's heroes from all across or people with powers from all over the place yeah. fighting in like a weird alternate dimension place. It was really cool. But anyway. Okay. Um, yeah, the feud. I think I, we'll revisit the feud. Maybe um, it's, it, it was it was very good. Um, we talked about the ruins, the journey within. We talked about any other co- further comments. They uh, get the giant that, wings. Just the the best part of the journey within is they really the animation for all the weightlessness was really really good when they were not like locking arms. I really felt like there was they could be moving in any direction. I really felt nauseous at points. I thought it was really well done when they were like being knocked around. I, I really liked that. Yeah, I think I think the first five-ish minutes of this episode were homages or in in reference to Interstellar or Gravity, the movies, yeah, um, really. very much like lock lock onto the thing, and then also yeah, like jumping from space. Yeah. Anyway, um, that like, that episode's not my cup of tea, but it's very well put together. It, um, it's sure. the it's I think it's the climax of the whole hunk being the 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 glue of the of the team. Like uh, they 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 were doing little bits and pieces up throughout the season, but I think this episode is kind of where it's at its peak of like. Uh, him being the one to calm everyone down yeah. and stuff. So like if if you we, we've always complained about Hunk not really being a character that kind of 
use him just for the jokes. But I think that this season has done the best for Hunk, even though he's being surrounded by a very bland story. So maybe that helps it to sh- to stand out. But H- Hunk got, got good work in this in this season. I agree. Yeah, I think- Hunk's like the hero of the season, and he does some really incredible like character things. And when he like, he's like, no, and he just shoots the planet. Yeah. Yellow. <laughs> yeah, so good. I, I, I think they solved the hunk problem this season. I think it's hunk. Be- it's hunk's best season. It is. Um, and they just there's no food jokes, <laughs> and he's a legitimate. He's kind of as a legitimate character. He's kind of as legitimate character arcs, and he's just much. He's just he's on equal footing to all the paladins. It's interesting that we solved the hunk problem, but we don't really. We still kind of have a worse season. So I don't know if that was actually they, that much of an issue. They solved the hunk problem by giving his most like his normal joke lines to Ramel and they're like, Oh, hunk. Now is time to be something different. <laughs> I guess that's true. I mean, I guess if Ramel talked that much, but yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Journey within last stand parts one and two. We talked, uh, we talked about uh seven enough of him recounting all the things. And then uh, him and uh, Sam and wife tell the, everyone about it. They get the par- particle berry up in time. Then in eight, um, we reference uh, World War Three, which was very funny. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was really good. Yeah, that the tunnels from World War Three, and I was like, we're just gonna gloss over that one. Yep, uh, it was it was very stupid. So in general, my take on the, these backstories is that it the, the all the Earth backstory comes across as super stupid in the context of the show. Like we telling them the history of aliens, which is obvious, and uh, we come up with this fake future history of the Earth because we're in the future, but you know, like uh, that's in between then and now. And then like these shots of Galwin installations and ships and all these like places on Earth, um, like it was all stupid. But it said a lot to me about this show that I found that more interesting than the first six episodes. Like it, it's it told me that the characters are a problem here. Like that no no one none of our characters in these episodes, and I still found them engaging. I know everyone else has had different reactions to it, but um, that was my main takeaway, honestly. Um, um but yeah, uh, Veronica, uh, we know Veronica. She's the best. We all, we love her. Yeah, Veronica's great. And then yeah. all the Allura and Lance stuff, and then Veronica's like, ooh, it's the best. Like, oh man, yeah, like Veronica's checking Allura out, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Is that what happened? There's, yeah. a, there's a ship there. I just like Veronica ragging on Lance is so good because it's just he deserves it so much. And it's she's great. Also, oh, my God. When I thought she died, I was like, I'm honestly devastated. And then JK, she's back. That was good. It's good stuff. Is is Veronica so, like at first I thought she was being set up to be part of the new Voltron crew that the other cadets are supposed to be in. Did you guys get a similar feeling to that? Or yes. Yeah, I, I think she's their Shiro. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was feeling as well. Like, she's a little bit old. No, my favorite is when she's like, oh, I'm coming. And he's like, we don't need you. And she's like, do you know how to get there? Also, I'm riding shotgun. Like, that was... Yeah. I was like, <laughs> she's so good. Stuff. I was like, you're the best. And then when they do the reveal that she's Lance's sister, I'm like, okay, I see it. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. I thought she was really well done throughout the season, except in the finale when she's just saying nonsense like everyone else's. But yeah. um, at least she's there talking. But yeah, uh, new, the new the new pilots. We'll spend like five seconds on them. Um, Delaney professed her hatred for Griffin. Um, I don't remember any of their names. Uh, Kincaid. Um, I'm gonna see if I can do it. Leaf's daughter and what's the other girl's name? Oh yeah. God, I'm trying to remember it. The other girl's name. Yeah, I Kincaid. So Kincaid didn't do that much. Uh, Rizavi? Is it a Rizavi? Oh, I think you're right. Also, like, what is, like, is that one girl, like, a robot? Like, yeah, I don't understand. That was Leith's daughter. Leith's she, daughter. She's she's my favorite. The, Alex and I have talked about this. There's one scene where she's like, uh, what's going What do you see? It's like, oh, it's clear size. Yeah, that was good. That yeah. was good. I liked that a lot. She's supposed to be Pidge. She's the Pidge of the new Voltron. Yeah, she, she's, she's great. I'm kind of shipping her with Griffin. 
Um, that's I don't. My take. I no one should be with Griffin. She's kind <laughs> of like, that reminded me of Mako writing the letter to Cora. Like her. Oh, by, like, by the way, apparently Mako is in the background yes, of uh, seven yes. and eight. Um, like actual Mako, like the character from Korra, um, is just kind of standing there at one point. I didn't see it, see him, but I've seen pictures. Yep. Um, I don't get the point of the new pilots. Uh, we'll see what we, we do keep, with them. And we keep having the like, yeah, thrusters and it's like I don't care. Get in your ship, fly off. I don't care. <laughs> They, 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 they like the. We're going to talk about episodes nine to twelve being all the same, but in each of those episodes, they have a minor subplot of them doing something completely unimportant relative to everyone else. Like they have to blow up the uh, the place where the the whatever's like came from were built, and like who cares about that? That's like uh, irrelevant compared to everything else that's happening in space. Well, well like um, it's necessary to the whole plan that that the Sam and the people have constructed, but like at the same time, knowing the characters hasn't really helped my caring for the story. Yeah, because yeah, they don't do enough to build up those characters anyway. But like, like, I just like Veronica. I don't like literally. They're like, here's Griffin. He was mean to Keith. Don't like him. JK, he's here now. No, I don't like him. Go away. And none of the characters are interesting. Like they look cool, but they don't do anything. Yeah, I, I didn't really get the oh. point. But side note on Kincaid, um, I, it's, it's very good how he's clearly black coded in a show that has zero black characters. See, when I saw um, on Twitter, like when they were like, they did a thing to like characters you're going to meet. I was like, I like him. I was like, oh my God, we're going to see a black person. This is awesome. And then like, then he, doesn't, he doesn't do anything. And then he doesn't do anything. And he like doesn't talk. He does look cool though. His character design's legit. It, but other he, than that. He grunts when Hunk tries to ask him a question. Yes. On a side note, like I don't want to bring up these people, but I mean, I did. He he looked a lot like the main character of the new show Rooster Teeth is making, and it really threw me off. <laughs> I, I did notice that. Okay, let's move on to <laughs> nine. <laughs> yeah, that's all I really needed to. I didn't need to say anything else. Nine, nine to twelve. These episodes blended immensely to me. These are just the constant action scenes of uh, yeah. fighting back against um, Sendak, and. Uh, yeah, oh, the, uh, using Sendak's memories in episode nine, that was kind of ridiculous. I didn't understand that. Um, um, where did we episode, get Sendak's memories? Uh, episode nine has the scene where Hunk opens up to Keith about being annoyed that he's the one who can't see his family and he's and like stutter, stuttering hug. through it. They had an adorable hug. I think that that is one of the standout scenes for me in terms of like why Voltron mm, okay. is still good at times. You just like... Uh, hunk finally being able to open like keith making an effort to talk and like uh, the fact that even though they barely have chemistry but like it's enough where like you can buy that keith is like notices that something's off with hunk and hunk feels comfortable enough to like talk about this stuff and like him like finally letting out emotions like uh, that it's just that 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 scene in particular just stood out to me as like one of the highlights of this season like what voltron is capable of due to the fact that we've had all this time with these characters like what what they can manage when characters interact with each other nice um yeah, it's a good point, and it's uh, glad we brought up how the good, the good hunk stuff has been. Um, and another, the other, only other thing that stood out to me of episode nine was uh, we had even more shots of Galrin stuff on Earth, and I've actually never seen Studio Mir uh, like animate Earth like it before, Ever? And, like like like, <laughs> I, I, like I, they, I know they did Boondock, so I guess they have done it, but like uh, it's it's it, like Voltron, Korra, Korra kind of looks like Earth in the past, but there's like modern cars that they were. It, animating, it was really Lego weird. elves. It was very weird seeing that animation style to this. It's kind of a surreal experience once you like get into like seven, in like the seven to nine range. Um, is very surreal watching. It's like this is Voltron. This is so weird, and that's kind of why I liked it. Like it stood out to me. Um, this, I, this range of episodes. I also liked in episode nine. I really felt like I understood how much better the paladins were than the Earth. Like if the Earth people, if that made sense, it felt like they had 
a leg up in terms of being able to fight these things. It felt like a tangible strength other than not to, yeah. other than just having lions. Yeah, well, they actually had they had uh, space weapons. And yeah, everyone else said yeah, but also there, yeah, they, you got the sense that it. And I, that's another thing I like about the backstory episodes is them like trying to build up Earth tech to match uh, to get to Alien. I don't know, all of that really clicked for me. Anyway, um, um, episode- there was this little subplot where Allura makes Shiro a new arm, like that. Oh yeah, Shiro's new arm. We'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that in a second. We'll talk about that with the Sendak fight. Uh, episode ten, Allurance was one of the main takeaways. Allura and Lance had these romantic moments, and Allura like did blush with Lance or something. So. So we're clearly doing that. Yeah, we're clearly doing that's that. That's the thing. That was the only episode, though, where that was a thing. I'm still questioning whether there's going to be a kiss. I'm not sold that there's ever going to be any kiss on screen in this. So season. heading into next our last season, the two ships that the show seems to care about are Allura and Lance and Keith and Aksha. Yeah. Wow. Great. Amazing. <laughs> awesome. Amazing. Okay. Um, yeah, episode 10 had this uh, the attack. We're planning the attack on all the bases. Oh, and then we learn... Admir- the admiral she's a traitor the one that had been uh, saying don't assert my authority this entire time this wow. character that- irritated me throughout the entire season same, i just like same. get get rid of her i i, want, I was like you suck here. no one likes you so i i i, I want to say i beg you about the admiral do not blame her <laughs> blame the way she was written she was yeah. like <laughs> this, sure like, whatever but yeah this like, is the, the, this the, is the, the character type- stinks this is the type of character that uh males really hate on because she's female anyway but and then she turned out to be a traitor which really annoyed me that it's like we're not actually doing anything but then we kind of did positive things with her so i like where we went with her no her redemption i was like yes yeah yeah her redemption in episode 11 like when she she has the all these heroic scenes um that's the best part of her for me um but yeah i don't know there's just there's just this trope like all the all the uh uh, the the Earth people are just uh, giant tropes. Like yeah. uh, I don't yeah. know if we'd, I, I guess except for Veronica, maybe. It felt like when we were in like the Earth base, it felt like it was a big trope. It felt like it was like a Godzilla movie. Like we were all just sitting yes. in a room. Well, it looking feels at like a like a young adult post apocalypse movie. Yeah, like, it felt- it's it's all of that. It, it's yeah, really it's insurgent, yeah. down to the new characters being be, new pilots just like walking them through an abandoned city. There's an Australian resistance guy. Like well, what's <laughs> And he's like, and then like, you know, when they're all back and Griffin's like, did the paladins not understand the chain of command? Like, no, they don't have a chain of command. They're paladins. They're from space. Go away. Yeah. No one cares about you. Yep. They also, like, why is your argument is invalid? Exactly. Any, any thoughts on I- Iverson? Care about Iverson? He's, I, fine. I, it, it, he's good. It, okay. I can't he didn't do anything. How bad it makes me that he doesn't have an eye patch because he just holds his eye closed. Like, just get an eye patch, man. It, it, oh, his, <laughs> I really did like the moment he had with Keith. That was good. Yeah, that was that was good. Yeah. Um, the the Keith backstory stuff uh, was yeah, the, and it anchored some stuff that happened later. Um, yeah, episode eleven, a trial by fire. They get they're in. This is the where they're piloting the lions from within their cells, which was very cool. Yes, um, I guess I guess. And uh, Yashiro starts piloting the ship, and then cool stuff with the admiral. You also um, they threw the castle of lions inside this ship somehow. Like, yeah, they, they the- put the castle. <laughs> Last season, the Castle of Lions turned into this crystal, and then they power the new ship with this crystal. Okay, it's checks so out. stupid. No, I think it checks out. I think it makes perfect sense. <laughs> episode 12, immediately new transformation. The only two transformation sequences in these 13 episodes. That being said, this one was terribly placed. Um, we have to, like, stop the cannons. There's this whole thing about the Earth. They're building the cannons using human yeah. labor. By the way, everything about this Earth subplot, 
um, was this uh, doctor who, like, either season three or four, the master uh, enslaving the human race. That's It was incredibly similar. Anyway, um, we're building these cannons, and uh, they have to put the deflate, the pl- direct deflector plates in front of them, and then they destroy them, and um, Shiro, Shiro's hacking uh, the with crystal his with his... Oh, with my his, God. Yeah. And then he goes and in case you just want, he goes to Sendak's ship and then he explodes the crystal. Did that that yeah. looked a lot like the scene with Mako in the Colossus in Korra. Like just there was mm. lightning arcing from like a like a generator type thing to a guy. Yeah. And it felt very I could say that. Nice, nice. Um, then Sendak's ship is falling to Earth, and then Shiro and Sendak are fighting on top of that in the battle I've dubbed the Battle of Weird Detachable Arms. It's Sendak so good. versus Shiro. It's so good. So Shiro's new arm, do we like that it, like, doesn't fully attach to him? I like it. My girlfriend does not. It irritates the crap out of her. It, it, was, I, it looked I, weird I wait, at first, I but I got used to it. Yeah, I kept waiting for him to place it in. I'm like, Shiro, you gotta attach your arm. Like, why is it just sitting there? You gotta, you gotta stick it in. Like, what, what, what do you Put it for? in. Put it in. <laughs> I was, no, it's uh, how is he controlling it? Like, uh, um, but no, it it I think it's worth it for the battle versus Sendak, the uh, the the mirror image of the two fighting. It it, it doesn't make sense though, because there's a point in the fight where he gets knocked down and he uses his detachable arm to stop himself from falling. It's not connected <laughs> to him. How is he doing that? Because uh, like like uh, in, uh, invisible attachment electromagneticism yeah electro yeah magnets oh magnet oh yeah that's what they talked about in the that's what they said in the interview the toy company is like how are we gonna make toys of shiro's arm and they're like magnets oh my like, god we solved it okay um that was part of an interview with them the creators um keith kills sendak yeah so uh rip sendak that was so good he just like Kucha! So I, I was so I, upset though because it's like you have a giant metal lion just step on him he's like there's a room there just step, step on, on him. him yeah i guess so but then you might um, step I, on shiro accidentally i guess so i, I will guess. be mourning i will be mourning sendak i know no one else will but um well what how do we not know that hagar just has like 10 sendak clones ready yes to go? let's do it sendak clone next season i'm so in for that plot line dude i would be so happy if there's a fight next season which is like they're all fighting like five sendaks at the same time all with their own <laughs> let's just go stu- very stupid with the set i know i guess i complained about going stupid in the finale but uh yeah with more more clones if, if we're let's already stupid you have to go further you have to go right all- that that's the, the problem is like between comparing this to Miraculous Ladybug, I apparently had a famous uh, speech in the season two finale when comparing the show to Ladybug. Ladybug's fun. The show isn't fun. I still think that's true. Um, but the, the bigger thing here is that this show is ridiculous and it's not aware that it's being ridiculous. Ladybug is incredible because it's ridiculous and it like knows it and it flaunts it. It's like its um, purpose. It is meant to be ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like the writing to be stupid. And this show is stupid, but it doesn't really get that. It doesn't um, roll with it. It doesn't yeah. go all the way. It, it, I think it does. I, you're right. I get, that, maybe that's the wrong way of saying it. I do think they know that it's a stupid show because it's like a giant robot fighting show. But it doesn't roll. With, it doesn't roll. It doesn't like uh, use it as a tool. It yeah. just it leans in without attempting to utilize it. And they, they could be doing, I feel like, so much. They, they kind of got there a little bit at the beginning of the season when Lance asked a question about how it's going to work. And he's like, oh, it's just magic. Like, that's what they need to do. Stuff like that over and over. Like, it's magic. Yeah, yeah, that magic line. I love that. Yeah. That's, uh... but then or, just... or like, Rome. You know, like Romel is like summarized in the last season. It's like, oh, and you just move on, and like Hunk is like, yeah, we kind of move on from everything. <laughs> it's kind of our thing. Like just little little things like that do help. But then they just, yeah, I, I, I'm getting more meta humor. Yeah, and I think that's why help. I don't like 
season episode, the, the last stand, those that two parter Dylan, because there is that absurdity of like the history of earth going on there. But at the same time, they're trying to give real reasons for how they're making ships, how they're doing all this stuff. And I don't care about that. I care about the absurd, stupid quintessence stuff. And I can care about the stupid, the stupid robots. As much as I don't like the Atlas turning into a robot, I, we, I remember it. It's funny. It's stupid, but it's cool. And then it's like, but I don't care about them making weird fighter jets. They're not obscure. No, I will, I will remember all the iterations of the A... Okay, I don't remember. You're right. Um, the yeah, EFBs, the, maybe? Or? Yeah, yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, don't don't remember. Um, valid point, Andy. I, I, I'll, I'll try to dig in more to for next five I, I'm honestly like just curious, Dylan, why you... Uh, like, I'm curious about this. I, it, was a, it was just more of an interesting story, yeah. I think. And like, I think uh, I understand I've, what you're saying. It just, it just didn't click that way for me at all. Yeah, well, I mean, it look, is, I, I mean, understand that. It's just that. different. Like, yeah. Volts is a space adventure show. We go from planet to planet, liberating places. We've been fighting the Galra for like 9 million years. And now we're actually on a planet for longer than 10 minutes and there's stuff going on. Is it is it weird if I compare it to like reading a book? Because it, it kind of the last day kind of feels like reading a book. Like, yeah, yeah, no, like it, it was it, just it was straight backstory. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like stuff that I don't really care about watching on screen, but hearing the dialogue, like hearing someone explain like explain things to people, like that's an interesting concept. But it's just they don't really do anything on screen to make it interesting. So it, it's almost as if it would have worked better as a, as something in a script than it does on a show. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a valid take. Uh, just uh, for me, I connected with it more. But I, I do don't. I, I will say, I do think probably five is the best quote unquote episode. Um, okay, I think that's that's. We talked about thirteen enough. Um, Delaney, uh, anything we didn't talk about? Final thoughts on Voltron season seven? I think Voltron season seven missed on a lot of places. It wasn't like the worst thing ever. But I certainly didn't enjoy it as much as I did season six because I did have to binge season six into season seven. Um, I really did like, I really preferred the tail end. Um, though there were, so I do think there were some good character moments. Like what we've done with Keith in this series has just been incredible. And Hunk really shined in this season, which I think has been great. And, but I really hope we kind of kick things into gear through season eight because. Man, we missed the mark on a lot of this stuff. And I definitely, like you said at the beginning, that this really was a step back. Like, I felt like I was watching season one again, which is not the best. But I do still love Voltron, and I did enjoy watching most of the season. And I don't ever, ever want to think about the Family Feud episode ever again. What? (laughs) That's Delaney's main takeaway. Yeah, season eight, final season of Voltron, 13 episodes, final season coming soon. We'll see one. Um, Andy, final thoughts here. Well, I have bad news for Delaney because my final thoughts are about the family. No, family, I'm so. bye. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, honestly, I just wanted to mention one joke from the episode. I really liked, um, I really liked Keith picking Lance and just saying, I just don't want to be stuck here with him forever. And it was just, I don't know, the way he said it is just so funny. And Lance going like, oh, I love you too, man. And then he's like, wait. Yes. For the record, it was really cute when they all did that because they were yeah. so, like, those, they're idiots. Like, that I was was Keith, say, Keith and Lance picked each other. Yeah. Lance, yes. <laughs> Lance will always be real. But I, I would just like to say that I think Pidge was the most stupid one. Like, she, like, 
I'm sorry, Hunk. She picked the worst person to, to say of, of all of them there. We're trying to be nice to Hunk no, right now. Hunk We're so talking about it's the best season. along with anyone. That was adorable. It was adorable. I, no, also, thing- Pidge and Hank have the best bromance. Can we talk about oh, they- all season? Their bromance has been incredible. It is. Yeah. Okay. So Andy hates Hunk. Noted. No, no. Well, um, I'm just saying she could have picked a princess. She could have picked the Black Paladin. She could have picked herself <laughs> like the <laughs> smartest person in yeah, she should really should have really food. they all should have picked Paige. i mean come on yeah like, let's be real <laughs> let's be real okay alex final thoughts get out of here get out of here okay uh, <laughs> i think that's oh, that, that, oh that's your final thoughts yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's all i got here you've exhausted uh, it yeah okay so i'll be Back tomorrow with uh, some alternate opinions from new people on uh, this season. We'll see if anyone can defend Hunk's honor, among other things. And, uh, hey, uh, I, I tried. No, no, Hunk yeah. is great. I'm, I'm not trying to say that. I'm, that's no, Andy, great. you're an established Hunk hater now. No, no, you Hunk is past great. This. Character. No, 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 Andy, this is how it works. You can't, you can't, no. That, it's that's over. It's over. Okay. Um, so this was a new thing we were trying, discussing the season all at once as opposed to dividing by episode. I was wondering what would happen, and the result is a two-hour podcast. So that's I that's fully expected this to be the outcome. I actually thought it would just be an hour. So no, I, don't know. I, I thought it was going to be two. Yeah, this is uh, this is one of our longer podcasts ever. Maybe our longest non-D&D. We also um, Well, th- this is also the most content. content. 13 episodes of 22 minutes each. Like uh, Well, uh, yeah, I mean, me and, me and Justin did the, me and Justin did the entirety of the Hollow season. We've done whole seasons before, I think, but not that much. But yeah. Um but this is, you know, it's a show we typically discuss in details. So and I mean there's rants details as possible. And there's rants and there's like a whole 15 minute discussion on queer representation. So, you, you know, you, yeah, we so. people should grade Dylan's rants again and Delaney's rant. Yeah, we did some, some good rants. Watch Ruby if you want more rants from us. That's our yeah. primary rant show. Anyway, um, thank you guys for listening. <laughs> Give your feedback on our Discord, overlyanimated.com slash Discord. Talk about why we're wrong about the season. Voltron Spoilers channel is up to talk about this. Um, leave comments, overlyanimated.com. Click on the article or on our YouTube channel, overlyanimated.com slash YouTube. Leave a comment on the video for this podcast. You can support us via Patreon. If you're listening two hours in, I feel like you should be a patron. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's the place to be. Patreon patreon.com slash overly animated to support us. Uh thanks to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Carter, aka Cardboard, and thanks as always to our patron executive producers, John Ryan, Steve, Alex, Andy, and Hugh. Um, if I be consulted, their nickname should have been my brother. you uh that's not really an animation reference. So your your brother, Carter. That's my yeah. brother's name. Yeah, this is female Carter. She's in the Discord. She's this is even better. Friends. I like this. Yeah. Okay. My sister Carter. They're even Car- better. Car- cardboard is a Craig of the Creek reference, if you're wondering. Um, uh, okay, so, or a cardboard or which we I, should I explain that. We should explain all the nicknames every time. It's really good. Yeah, it's, it's ri- riveting podcast. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Don't forget to spay and neuter your Wiznacks. God. <laughs>